I see it. I see your precious button. You know the. I mean, you're supposed to point, but you don't like pointing. You like me looking at the screen. So. Eventus. Because it's. Eventus. It's a special time when we reach. Eventus. This is. Eventus. We're here. We're here, and we're queer. <laughs> Get used to it. I don't know. <laughs> We're here and we're what's it clear? Clear. We're here Sphere. and we're mirror. And we're we could be meerkats. We're we're here and we're near. We're not though, but okay. No, we're not. We're not here. <laughs> we're here and we're not near. Get we're used me- to it. We're we're tear. No, I don't. I, this, is this is hopeless. Top hopeless. tier. You top, got some good stuff. We're yeah, here don't. and we're top tier. Wait a minute. Just give it a boom. <laughs> boom. Too bad they heard every <laughs> shitty thing that we said before that. The brainstorm before that. <laughs> <laughs> because we we like putting you guys behind the curtain for. And I won't. And I won't edit it. Yeah. Well, not. you're lazy. <laughs> so you you ain't got no time to take out the stuff that don't work. It's all got to work. This this is these are special episodes. Um. This happens to be the first time that we decided to follow a run to the end, and one issue we, at a time. We enjoyed doing that. We 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 took time. We did. We read. You didn't even do the. You didn't even do the thingy. Yeah, no. We still we still got time. Okay, we got plenty of time. Okay, we got yeah, time. No, this is all time. This is all, yeah, we got time. The thingy this can is, come anytime. Yeah, over the span of however long we read them, one issue. We read this. One issue at a time. So if it sounds a little audio is gone, goes a little weird. That's why from issue to issue. But it's it's a good way that we were. It was a new method for us. It was a good way to see, like, to really break down each issue at um, thoroughly. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. And just follow a story to its logical end. A lot of times we're just jumping into a project and either it's contained and we're lucky enough to finish it and move on, or we just get a little snapshot of 300 issues in a run. So back at it again, like we never left. It's Coke and Dank. Dank and Coke. We are the Lethal Weapons. Hey, Dank. Hey, Coke. Diarrhea is hereditary. It runs in your genes. I have you know I haven't worn jeans since 2015. So. Really? Yeah, it just runs down my leg at this point. <laughs> Wait, what were those? What were those brown pants? <laughs> those are like socks. Right? Think you answered your own question there. <laughs> that was too good because you actually do have the brown pants that I'll never forget because 
<laughs> oh, kitty. Oh, kitty. Yes. I'm in the business with those pants, man. Damn. <laughs> yes. We go in there, fancy pants. I was like, oh. <laughs> What's wrong with my pants? Oh, they're brown. What do you want to do with these pants? <laughs> that waitress thought I was cute until kitty was giving me the business, and that was the end of just it. bullied you. The- oh. Just took took all the shine away. That was definitely an Aventus. If anyone was sitting at that table got to see her show that night, she truly is the Raphael of our group. Yes, but this is yes, yes, yes. She bullied yes. you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yes, yeah. The, the whole thing. I haven't worn brown pants since. <laughs> bullied me out of a color. <laughs> <laughs> like no, nah, don't wear those around me. Damn, <laughs> it was too fancy. I was like, are they? Like him? Yeah, no, it's not, that's, not, that's not your lane, bro. She gave me the. That's not your lane, bro. This episode actually isn't about pants, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Hobbs got some nice pants, man. He he does have some great yeah, pants, doesn't he? There you go. Tight. He does have some, some great. None of, the, none of the turtles wear pants. Splinter doesn't wear pants. Ah, uh, he's got a big robe. The pizza pizza outfit. There's no pants on that. Mm. You know, he's got some good pants. Who's that? Rocksteady and Bebop. They got great pants. Oh yeah, great pants. Great pants. Got the stretchy pants. (laughs) Are they? they, Well, when they mutate, (laughs) no, it doesn't rip. It It does not. No. Some great. Those are some well made, some well tailored pants. I'm just thinking now. Mutant generally, it's top heavy. It only affects upper body. Right, like they go big up. Anyways, this is (laughs) like we were saying. We put every issue of City Fall. This is the City Fall Eventus, and we we read every issue individually, recorded them after we read each one, so you get to kind of ride along with us as we discover things about the comic and and what have you. Hopefully, read along too. This was a really good story. And uh, yes, I thoroughly awesome. enjoyed it. I think Coke thoroughly enjoyed it because he recommended it. So he got to yeah. reread it and re- take me on it as a first glance kind of yeah. first run. I read it I read it back when it when it launched in I think 2012, 2013. And I was reading that month to month. So this it took about seven months for it all to come out, seven or eight months. So it felt long. Plus I was reading the fillers as well. Right. The tie-ins. But it was good to go back to it. It's still just as good. Still, just as fun, even though it kind of leads into something else. That's that's also really good. It doesn't matter. It's this is City Fall. This is City Fall. It's a big. It, it's the what? April's useless. City Fall. Yeah, she does. Yeah, <laughs> she does nothing. She does nothing. Does nothing in this one. <laughs> I was gonna defend her. I was like, oh, she... no, she does yeah. nothing. Not Maybe really, she drives. She? she drives at one point. She could drive. She drives at one issue. Maybe two issues. <laughs> <laughs> it's Man. a good story. She just oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, she's just nothing. It's, in it's this not her one. story. She's no, it's not, just not her story. She rides a bench. That's all. Sometimes we gotta do that, right? She's not starting five. No, you got no. We both starters. You a starter? I'm a starter. Okay. Yeah. She's apparently not. Not on this one. No, no. I don't know why this turned into April Slander, but she don't, she don't do nothing April. in this. I love April. She's great. Eh. Just not in this story. There you go. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Unless you're or, an April uh, fan. If you're an April fan, I apologize, but... Yeah.
So in Coke and Dank fashion, in Dank and Coke fashion, we found another way to give you another segment, another event, another idea. Because we yeah. like comic books and we like doing things around comic books, we found something else that we're going to do with comic books. We've got regular episodes. We've got arc analysis. we got bottle caps. we got first glance. we got cake weeks. But now. But now we have. Infectus. To be only said in whisper form. So if That's anyone it. says it out loud, we're not going to accept it. You punch them in the face. You have. <laughs> <laughs> if they say it out loud, you get punched in the face. I don't care if you're new meat. I don't care if you're soft cheese. Bam. You're, you're setting a high bar. Yeah. All right. You have to whisper sure. Eventus. Once you, once you start calling out the soft cheeses and the new meats, you know it's a call to action. That's our people. That's our people. Eventus. That's our meat. That's our food groups. That's our food groups. That's, that's, that's we only do groups. dairy and things like hard to process in the lower intestine. Okay. So we're, we we're, we're going to be doing these once in a while, basically whenever we feel like it. And it's going to be, we're going to go back into comic history. We're going to find events throughout comic history. And we're Not gonna, just events. Eventus. We're, we're going to find events and we're going to do them issue by issue until we're done. And it's going to take over a whole month normally, maybe a couple and, weeks. Depends how and, long the events and, are. And hopefully they finish off better than uh, the last X-Men run that we did. Although that just got so that got so bogged down. I enjoyed it, it so, but I was we, having we reached a middle it. arc and that middle arc kind of ruined everything. But yeah, Exosaurus was. I want to go back to it. That was I would big... love to, but there's so many books and we've got so many other things. Maybe I'll read it. Maybe I'll get back. Maybe I'll get back to it when we take some time off. We'll just we'll just take one run and be like, we'll read through the entire See, that would make sense. But then you're only getting one Anyways. until we get to the event and we're like, well, oh, beast showed up again. Oh, we I gotta know it. what happens with beast. Like you had some like big oh yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. I was gonna say balls, but no, you, you had some. Big claims that I want to know yeah. if came true. And then we could take one of those events and make it event. So, of course, as the first event that we're going to do, it's got to be Turtles. We got to do Turtles. Why wouldn't we? We're the unofficial, official Ninja Turtle podcast. of Congress. Some could argue that this is just another arc. You Some could. could argue that. We would punch no- you in the face. but Because <laughs> <laughs> you said event is wrong. But other than that. But I will say this. There are tie-ins to this. It's not a crossover event, but there are tie-in issues before and after. This actually, you know what preludes this? Secret History of the Foot Clan. I really thought you were going to whisper it. (laughs) No. Secret History of the... It is a secret. Secret History of the Foot Clan leads into this. Okay. Very cool. This is the issues number 21 to 28. We're going to do them... Which is his own thing. Throughout. Yep. And a lot of kind of pivotal things happen in that. So we're obviously we're excited. We're going to find a way to talk about this way longer than we need to. But, you know, that's the love. And it's turtles. So number issue number 21, which is the the prologue to uh, City Fall from the 2011 run of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the IDW reboot, which is fantastic. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. Story by Kevin Eastman, script by Tom Waltz, so the originals come back. Uh, art by Kevin Eastman as well, and the colors by Rhonda Patterson. And stress Rhonda Patterson very much too, because you get a feel for the original artwork, which is yeah. iconic at this point. But yeah, the this... coloring just punches everything so yeah. much better. 
it's it's beautiful this is this is the mirage this is the mirage uh, art from turtles but with color this and yeah it, it it really, it really shines yeah as a prologue so they the story is that they've come back from dimension z excuse me which uh sorry the story so far is the TMNT have returned home from Dimension X safe and sound, though the Foot Clan and other dangers remain. A brief period of relative calm greets the brothers. So they're in the city, and they're kind of like, man, it's tense around here. The energy yeah. is weird. Quiet, a little too quiet. Yeah. He yeah, watches on the rooftops. A little too rough. So they, they're back from, the, from another dimension, and, and everything seems a, little, seems a little tense. And they get the boys get jumped. Like they can fast. jump by fast, yeah, by a man in a mask. And, and the whole issue, yeah, yeah, the whole issue is them fighting this man in the mask. Did you? Getting, did you getting okay, dummied? Getting dummied, yeah. He's not even a styles. fight; like they're just they getting worked. He's switching styles left and right. He's leading them along the city. Yeah, have you toads ever heard of Filipino art of Cali? Hmm. <laughs> Then he switches to like some parkour style. Yeah. And he starts like taking their weapons. Like he's just dummy, you know. Breaks Donnie's bow staff, breaks Leo's sword. He's just breaking things. Yes. They look the most ill prepared they've ever looked since donning the masks of Teenage Mutant Ninjas. Maybe they got a little too big for the britches. It's just not ready for this type of thing. Maybe their britches got too big for them. What was the first one you used there? <laughs> <laughs> He, and he's teasing them the whole time. Like he's calling them tadpoles and guinea pigs. He's not really calling them that. He's calling them other things. I just made that up. But he's calling them tadpoles and toads and taunting them the whole time about how he knows all about them, knows all about their master, their father. Yeah. And beating them up means he gets a, a direct pass to go beat up their dad, too. And they're starting to freak out. They're like, how does he even know about us and them and, and him? And, the crisis of conscience as these brothers are just trying to hold their own between each other is hilarious because they haven't got whooped this bad since I guess like they were trained. Especially by one dude. One dude. One dude. Did you figure it out who the dude, who, who he was in partway through? I didn't. I went back to read. And I was like, oh, okay. Like there's the little trip. He was dropping clues. He was dropping clues. The, the dude ends up being Master Splinter, obviously. Um, you would he reveals it at the at the end. But he was dropping hints about student this and master this and teacher that. I was kind of like, oh. this guy's talking a lot. Yeah. Considering in the first like three pages, this villain, quote unquote villain, could have beat them and like eradicated them. The fact that he was toying. But he was running, right? Yeah. It turns into a video game where he fights them and then leaves. And you got to fall. You got to go through the city and then he left find a him. Again. He yeah. Left a sign. yeah, that's right. He did leave a sign. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Down here. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, all right. I guess we gotta go down here. Yeah. And they end up taking they end up following him back to the church that Master Splinter is supposed to be at. And um they found there. And the last man standing, what was cool, the surprise to me more than who it was was how the last turtle standing. Okay. Was Donnie. Yes. That was that was a cool twist. I like I like when they mix Fan it up. favorite. I like when they mix it up because he was mad that his bow staff got broken in half. Yeah, he was totally pissed. He's like, that's my well, my father gave him for me, and he told me this. And it's like, okay, this is cool. I like when they, like I, said, I like when they mix things up. I thought you were gonna say the big surprise was I can't believe Master Splinter's rat nose fit in that mask. Cause yeah, those two don't really add up. Doesn't. And again, Most, that would that would have been a huge reveal. Like this rat 
creature looking villain kind of reminds me of our father. He must be wearing, he must have been wearing the mask with like his nose against his chest. Because yeah, like, it was like that. Really, yeah. Because it's just a, a round like little moon. Yeah, it is. And then you take it off and you see a snow cone. I was like, um, <laughs> all right, just keep reading because I'm enjoying it. Uh, so that that was the that so it, all this to say he feels the tension in the city as well and he's this is the best way to kind of to prep his boys listen guys something's coming yes something's weird we gotta, we gotta train harder than ever and this is the whole point of this was to like test their spirits right that and them to understand like as much as you know there's going to be someone that comes and like cuts across so like as much as you think you're disciplined in this one art there's something other that you don't know and because he's always changing his fighting styles as he's fighting them right and they're just getting whooped they're like the shit i learned it's not working anymore right so a lot of tough love a lot of like we got to wake up now but that leads into what's going on and i guess the other side of town quote-unquote town in japan, japan they're in japan, japan yeah yeah uh so shredder and um karai and dr miller from like i said from uh secret history of the foot clan a doctor they yeah they tracked down kitsune who is like who is the old she's she's a an immortal from the pantheon and she is like the ex-lover of well not ex she is a lover of Sh- like shredder's lover right. and so she's magical she's the she has the fox spirit with her she has the what spirit with her fox oh i thought you said she fucks oh she probably does she's got the fox spirit with her yeah she probably does Where's the fox hat? I gotta, I gotta figure out how much, how, how much I can push that word. I'm, I'm saying it F A U X. Fox. Oh, foe. No, That's I'm not. Foe. No, no, I'm not. You saying it like Guy Fox? No, I'm not. I'm not French. I'm not gonna do. It yeah, but you, you're saying like Guy Fox. No, no, I'm saying it with the the ox in it. Okay, but that's that's foe. I don't want I don't want any U's in it. I want the ox. But so you want F O X? Like a furry fox. ox. Yeah, so, so F apostrophe O X. Don't put like symbols on it. I just want the A U X or the fox. She fox. Yeah, A U X is faux. It means fake. Listen. <laughs> like a faux pas. We should keep talking about these reptiles. Yeah, we should. <laughs> but they revive, they they bring her back from the ooze, right? Like she got the, the green glow. Yeah, she got the green glow. They open it up and they bring her back. Oh, I think it was unlocker. And yeah, they just they, they open the crate or the tomb, kind of and thing. it's on. It's on. She because she was sealed in there magically, back in in the in secret history of the Foot Clan, right? They right. they sealed her in there, so she's back, and it's like, all right, next issue is City Fall number one. So that's the prologue's getting them ready. So the boys are training, and Shredder's beefing up his Shredder's training. He got Shredder's his drum. He's got he his back, back, right? It's on. You know, Excited. ready to go. Excited. And we'll see you again. <laughs> Four. Issue one. Issue, issue 22, which is part one. Eventus. Eventus. This girl, Fox. Eventus. Welcome back to our <laughs> Eventus. Eventus. For City Fall. Eventus. Issue number 22. This is actually the, the official part one of this arc, of this event. Arc. It, be- it begins. It begins now. 21 was just a prelude. This is the actual first part. 
And what a beginning. What a beginning. What a beginning. What a beginning. What I love about this is that it's written by the, this whole, not this is the arc, but this whole um, run is written by the original creators, Eastman and Walt. And you can see Sorry, the not love La- East- of yeah. Laird right. and Eastman. You can see the love of the characters and how much they understand them because they completely play into those archetypes off the first issue. And only someone that would create these characters would really know how to turn them up. Mm-hmm. And they get turned up to 11. It's amazing. I, I just want to say I really loved all the variant covers that we get in the beginning of the issue. Get used, get used to that. That's just A beautiful. Lot. That's just people ID, who love turtles. The IDW turtles have always had ton. They got like four variants for every issue. But what I really appreciate is when you actually get the City Fall title part one, it's a reverse of how we saw the prelude into uh, the comic. It's Shredder and Karai. Karai looking over New York City. And it, it's not as dark and it's not as dreary. It's bright and it's gold and it looks like it's for the taking. And to have your big bad boss looking out into the city that could be his is a very, very strong way to start. That's the Your first series. one, yeah. I, I also like the like I like the, the the original cover, the cover A, with Raphael right. falling upside down. It's a city fall in the back. It's, got, <laughs> yeah. it's good too. That looks. I don't know. It's it's. See, you already know. It's like this is this is sick. Also, and then Shredder's the, art, the, Shredder's design is crazy. I'm glad you brought that up that. now. Yeah, because I was gonna wait till the end, but kudos to them for. Like he's almost an evoluted, elevated foot soldier. Yeah. They add on specific pieces as opposed to like I'm used to cartoon shredder where they give him the metal um, faceplate. They Mm -hmm. don't have that. They have more of a ninja cloak covering it. Yeah. With the helmet. Covering. And I was like, I like this more. I do too. It looks really, really good. And he looks very intimidating. He has less, I guess, armor on him. But the armor on him, you know, he can use all of it as a weapon. So he's more streamlined and he's, I think, more dangerous because he can move. Yeah, exactly. He's not so heavy. When if you're watching movies and stuff, they really build him up and they just bury him in the armor. And it, that serves purposes depending on what movie or what kind of iteration. But a streamlined shredder who can high kick will high kick you hard. Um, and this one looks more badass. For because of that yeah he looks red, like red cape i mean it's like it's more like a cloak too it kind of just hangs over the front of him like it oh he it, it likes the great design it's a absolutely great it's excellent design even the foot shoulders look more menacing right yeah they kind of pulled back the purple and kind of the cartoonish look of it they're they're basically like ninjas but mm. they have red eyes and they're kind of anamorphic in terms of like the old school alien looks like they, they just sort of fit this kind of shroud. And that's what you want from these guys. They, they come from the shadows. So they still look shadowy. Um, everything seems to have stepped up. And again, this is the first official issue, but we're geeking out over the character design. Um, the artwork is gorgeous. That's great. Yes. Yeah. That's um, gorgeous. So this one's a little different than the first than issue 21. So the right, the writers here, like it says, Kevin Eastman, Tom Waltz, and Bobby Kerno. Script by Tom Waltz. Art is by Mateus Santaluco and color by Rhonda Patterson. You got to get used to Santaluco because he's like the main artist 
um, for this for this arc, this run, this event, and it's like ah, chef's kiss. It's yeah. it's like cartoony, uh, but it's edgy and shadowy and dark. I was gonna say a lot of line work, like um, a lot of cross hatching. Like you see those details, and the, he adds a lot of depth to the places that he wants to show you. Like it's New York is always gonna be kind of uh, its own character, but to see these alleyways, to see these corners, and then to see these eyes, he he uses a lot of big eyes on characters. So when you get close ups, even on the Ninja Turtles who don't really have eyes, they have uh, animated eye holes through masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I take that back because there's certain moments where Raphael is in his fear or his anger and you see them really stress the eyes. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, that's really good. Right, so this one, uh, I also like how the turtles look different. They all have very distinct features and shapes of their heads and their masks are cut differently. Like Raph's is just like, it looks like it's been torn off a shirt. Right. And Leo's is like a little more straighter. And controlled and, and controlled, yeah. It, Mikey's is kind of it's kind of big, and like it's like a bow, it's like yeah. More fun, yeah, a little, yeah, exactly. It's not so like crazy looking. And then uh, Donnie's just it's it, it's just straight. Yeah, it, it reverses the gap that they gave him. So Donnie's got a yeah. gap in his tooth, and yeah. then he's got a gap on his mask. So it's a nice That's little a, yeah bookmark. No, but it okay. it picks it picks up some pieces and it mentions a lot of previous arcs, um, but not in detail. Just things like Slash, things about Casey's like uh, abusive drunk dad, who Dimension X, was that? Technodrome, yeah, uh, Dimension, Dimension X, because yeah. yeah. they were the, the arc just prior to this, they were in Dimension X and they just right. met Krang and all that stuff. So they they've come back to this war, this tense, not war torn city, but like this tense city that. Um, Shredder's ready to make moves on. And uh, to Donnie's credit, he's stepped to the challenge. Like he's increased the security in uh, the sewer and the, the external sewers. So he mm-hmm. knows that anyone's coming. And he's doing a little work with uh, the ooze that they got from the Technodrome. So nice little touches on who this character is and what he needs to do moving forward, right? That's the right. Last, yeah. The last issue, they got dummied with their fighting style. So it's nice to see that they have other things that they're also trying to build up. Yeah, you should see Slash too. He's, he's not in this issue, but he's like huge. He's like three times the size of the turtle. It's, 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 he's kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of brain dead, but he's like massive, right? And Mikey still shook at the thought that it could be slashing it. So yeah, because he, yeah, he, he's scary. I think he, because he showed, he kind of like, Shows them what they could have been with less discipline, right? They could have been a wild, like crazy mutant, mutant <laughs> turtle, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it starts out with Casey and Raph, they get jumped, right? They're, they're, they're keeping an eye on Casey's dad, very quick, <laughs> and they get jumped. Like, this is the first couple pages, they get jumped yeah. by the foot clamp. It's like, oh wow, and they, they go and they, they hog tie them and take them in this truck, this van. Raph escapes. Goes back to the sewers and Karai, who's in the van, is like, this is all going according to plan. Which is amazing. And the, yeah. the you're not stressing enough, so I'll step in. The paneling from when they get a jump on Raphael, pin him down, tape his mouth, throw him in the back of the van. Like, that stuff is just so well-paced and feverishly fast that you're with Raph that you can't keep up with what's happening. Like he's never, no one's ever got the drop on him to like this extent. Right. So he's already freaking out, 
but him busting off and escaping and then the little he just jumps off the bridge and then you see the splash you as a fan you're like okay sweet he got away but to hear that the villains are like no this is what we wanted to happen it's about to get thick yeah and they cut to the boy like i like how when they cut to the sewer and uh the lair where they're you know like you said donnie's beefing up defense mikey's reading comics and then and leo leo and 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 splinter are sparring splitter's like pulling out all these like i don't know if they're real because i didn't look them up but he's all these these terms of like fighting terms and 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 moves and stuff and i was like this is this is cool because i i assume that these are all real things this is real yeah cat guji and uh debro dabana waza yeah i'm doing it justice but if you've been listening, I don't pronounce things correctly anyway. So it's cool because you're kind of learning stuff. It's like, oh, this is really interesting. I, I could look these up and stuff, right? Including Leo, who's figuring out how to defend off of a sneak attack. Right? Yeah, he's, like, yeah, he's going to get to drop on them a couple of times. He's teaching him a legit, like, parry move. Like, no, you got to, if I go like this, you have to go like this. Because if you do this, then you leave this. I was like, this is, this alone is interesting. This coming. Yeah. Yeah. True sensei. And, and in Donnie fashion, he's explaining to April how much he's beefed up the perimeter that they now have kind of sensors to anything that's going to be moving up top. Yeah, because their base of operations is directly below a church. Yeah. This one, and they had some of the mute animals. They talk about it, old hob and slash and stuff coming in, Mausers as well, into their lair. So he's like, This we can't we got we can't live like this. If they they know where we are, we can't live, we gotta we gotta fortify. But Raph comes busting in as typical Raph in typical Raph fashion. Right. Well, we gotta go. We gotta save Casey. Everybody, right? And of course, it's it's so funny. We've seen this a million times and it never gets old. It, 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 it never gets old. Never I gets really old. love I really love the panel of uh, angry Raph facing off at semi-com Leonardo. You can actually see the distinction between the two brothers. Yeah. And you kind of draw a line between how their lives have moved in separate directions but they're forced to always be back together uh, yeah. and then obviously master splinter is like stop arguing amongst each other is not going to get anything solved but they, yeah. they both have their own viewpoints on how to do things and they're both not wrong they just never always re- it it takes them a while to realize they need the other one in order to to be right i like i like leo's demeanor because he's like he's trying so hard to to remain calm <laughs> but he's getting irritated at the same time it's like he's trying so he's trying to be a bit of a know-it-all but he's right. he's getting so and then but that's just pissing raf off, raf off more and then like, temper why, are you more annoying. angry about this yeah. yeah he's just flying off the handle it's, it's funny you, you you get the feeling that they're both envious of the other one like one that can yeah. stay in control and one that gets to fly off the handle mm-hmm. and they're always pitted against each other to be like just listen to me and it's like well just listen to me yeah like I said, we've seen this how many times? In the- <laughs> that's, good. That's, that's always good. How did you love the panel where... Um, so Raphael explains what's going on. Basically, he got jumped. Uh, the foot has Casey. and We now have to go to Casey. But as the whole team goes to set up what their plan is going to be to go rescue Casey, they're walking off the panel. So you see them walking into the white spaces of the comic. I And it like they bleed into other panels. Like, I love that. Like, that it's, almost like a, just- it's almost like a... Like a swipe. Yeah, like a transition, yes, yeah. to move into the next scene. It's so good. Like you you've seen it in so many moves it so many times. Either you notice it or you don't notice it, but like this, it stuck out because it was jarring in the best sense of it. 
Like, it also, if you, if you want to analyze it, it also has like a um, sense of walking into the unknown type thing. It's like, okay, we're going into right. a possible trap and, they're, and the, the way they're carrying themselves is none of them are really sure of what's supposed to happen except for Leo who, you know, is, is being Leo, right? They're kind of like, well, here we go into this white space that we know it's not going to be pretty because it's Foot Clan. But it's a good point too, right? Like you would assume that um, Raph would be headstrong and be like, we got to go, but he's in the back and being consoled by Slinner in that seat. And everyone else is kind of head down, but Leonardo's yeah. the most focused and centered and leading the, the troop into the unknown. Because you got to think, you, you got to think from, from Raphael's perspective, he probably feels responsible. He was with oh, Casey, yeah. right? He's trained ninja yeah. and they got jumped. He got out and didn't bring Casey with him. So he's feeling guilty. And we didn't stress the fact that like he, he screamed out, like, that's my best friend. Like, that's family. Yeah. Like he like he sees Casey as one of them. There's got to be a little bit of animosity or just hesitance to be like, we love Casey, too. But like, we're your brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Like that always pops up. But for whatever reason, Raph has always felt like an outsider. And he's drawn to other people who are outsiders, too. So it, it, his and Casey's relationship always makes sense. It's just kind of weird when you have literal mutant brothers. At any moment, you could choose one and be like, all right, let's 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 go do all the stuff that we would get. Yep. Um, so they go to the docks is where they have Casey all tied up and knocked out. We have Karai and Alopex are there. Alopex being a Arctic fox, for those who don't know, mutated into one uh, by two serve shredder. She's cool. She's got just the cloak going on. Karai being she, and, and she has a full arc. I don't know if it's gonna happen in this one, but uh if anyone who knows her story, like what happens to her, like she has a redemptive oh yeah. There's quality, yeah, oh, yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It's still like when when I stopped, man, I wish it's so funny. I was like, I always talk about how I stopped reading comics like cold turkey ages <laughs> ages ago. This was just one of I was just like, I gotta stop reading them because it's too much too expensive of a hobby. And now I'm like all in 50 it. issues behind on this. That's like I wish this is the one I kept up. I just wish I just changed the wording. You you don't have to stop reading them. You had to stop buying them. Yeah, exactly. That, that's that was my stance though. Was my stance. That was I don't what year was that? Like 20, like 2013, 2013, 2014. I was just like, no, actually maybe later than that. It doesn't matter. I just was like, I'm stopping and the pull list. And so my point being that's a long way of saying when I quit reading comics for a little while. Her arc was in the middle of she was having a redemptive arc and getting very chummy with Raphael, which is kind of funny to hear. Based on Much what like your here. redemptive arc, because after 2013, you're like, hey, Dink, you want to let's do a comic podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was more like, hey, did you read this? I was like, no, nah, I'm going to go read this. And I was like, yo, I read this. And then we would talk for more than you would expect us to be talking yeah. about comic books. You know what's funny? But when we get to the part in this, in this, arc I'll, br- I'll bring it back up but there was while i was reading this live i remember there was something that happened that was so because i've read this before you haven't <laughs> but there was something that happened i was like i gotta screenshot this and i took a picture of my phone and i sent it to you i had no context and you're like what the fuck <laughs> you're like, like, yeah. we'll talk about this when we get to that part I'll, well i'll bring it back up because you know the part i'm talking about that's an uh, amazing, it's going to be an amazing full circle moment because yeah. we're literally now talking about the screenshot you've been holding was, on to. That for... was almost 10 years ago because this, mm-hmm. this this arc is like 2013. It's crazy. If, if you're listening for the first time, 
Aventus. We really like Ninja Turtles. <laughs> There's a deep back backstory. I was gonna say back love, but no, that's a front love. We we wholeheartedly love these characters and this property to the point that we'll go out of our way to talk about these characters and this property. So if, here we are. If we haven't mentioned to talk about turtles um, on this show in like a month or two, we start itching. We're like, now we got to find a way to get them back in here. That or something's wrong. Like, yeah. we're like, hey, like, are you all right? It's like, yeah, yeah. We got to talk about turtles. We got to do something. So, let's just do, let's <laughs> just do something. <laughs> let's do something from the Mirage Run. Let's just. It's kind of like our safe place. <laughs> it, re- it helps us resent it. It's such a cool story. Like uh, we've said it a million times. We'll probably talk about it again. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we're doing a keg week at some point. To Another turtles. one. Two. I mean, <laughs> why, why would it be? Why would it be? There's <laughs> we're, so much. We're material. joking about it, but. This anyway. one, I, I remember this. I remember this run getting a little crazy with the with the mutant stuff. There's a mutant everything, and that was kind of around the time I was like, "This is getting weird." So but, far, I like it. We'll, but this we'll this arc, judge. this arc out of the because I, I I had from issue one to issue somewhere in the sixties. This is like this is my favorite out of all of them. This one and then the follow up to this. But anyways, throughout the docks, let's get back to the story here. Throughout the docks, and they see Casey tied up yeah they're on the roof they're on the rooftop um two leo splinter leo splinter and raf are on the rooftop looking down april's in the the van leaving and running and splinter was smart enough to say hey let's use our uh strength to get the drop on this trap everyone knows it's a trap going in everybody um raf is still trying to figure out if i can handle it being a trap but he sends donnie and mikey into the ocean to swim up from behind yeah. which is amazing which is smart because it's using your natural skills gifts as yeah gifts as a reptile to uh swim up so so shredder shows up and they're all like oh shoot <laughs> this is like real this is real shit now okay shredder's here <laughs> while that and then while that's going on you get the the leader the current leader of the purple dragons and angel she sees um april chilling in the van and she's like what's going on I'm like oh Cause she's good friends with Casey. They go way back. So, she, and she's aware of the turtles. Yeah, yeah. She's like, all right, well, I'm gonna go help them. So she jumps into the into the mix as well. But what cut, what catches me off guard in this stuff, and it still caught me off guard again the second time because I forgot it, is how quickly Shredder just pows Casey in the gut. Yeah. With, <laughs> he's like, he's he's literally not pulling any punches. No, he's he like, uses, I, he uses his best punch. Because I know they're here. He's talking to Karate. He's like, yeah, I know they're here. So this is how you bring them out. He's like, hey, guys, he's your friend. Whoosh. Just pow. And that frame, Straight to the gut. Yeah. So good. Full page. Just pow. Right up. Right in the gut. And, and this is coming from, like, other panels where it's very slowly, like, him picking up Casey, bringing him close. You think he's going to punch him or, like, toy with him. White space. Um, very, like, subdued colors. And then the stab to the stomach is blood red and orange pops and right in the center focus of the frame like it's an amazing like if you didn't like casey this would be the best poster to put up on the wall yeah because yeah, the look into his eyes is just like i can't do anything right what the f- yeah, his hands are tied and everything he's just like your comrade's now injured as he presents it like he's yeah. even like showcasing his work <laughs> he's so menacing it's great your friend is dying so if you guys want to keep hiding out you can, but he's gonna bleed to death. And of course, who jumps in first? Raph. Raph, I was just like, 
an amazing paneling too because he jumps through one panel into the other one and they're already in a fight with all the foot who just magically appeared out of the shadow yeah. and it's on right this berserker rage raf and the whole, the whole time crying <laughs> i'm Cor- gonna kill him yeah <laughs> i'm gonna rip you up and the whole time <laughs> karai and alopax are like all right Alopex, Alopex, and Karai are like, all right. You can say Alopex. Focus on the target. Let's shift their attention. Leonardo. So they, you know, this is a good fight too. This goes on for panels. They're just fighting all and these foot slams. And then slowly Donatello and Mikey rise out of the waters and they're like, oh shit, it's Shredder. They fall right behind him. He's like, oh, snap. And they, they get right into the fight with Shred. With Shredhead. Who says, uh, ah, an amphibious assault, a clever strategy, albeit a predictable one. So the men already knew that they were coming. And then, and then Mikey with the, the great line. <laughs> He's like, actually, no, we're turtles, dude. <laughs> we're reptiles. Sorry, we're reptiles. <laughs> and Donnie's like, no, that's not, that's not what you meant. Like, <laughs> but confirmed, turtles are reptiles. Well, we knew this. We, I've already talked to you. No, you said they're amphibians. No, I, I won't. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Wait, are we flipping? They're supposed to be amphibians. No. Was I saying they're amphibians? You were saying they're amphibians. I was like, bro, oh. no, they're reptiles. Okay, no, I was, I was shredder. They're amphibians. Amphibious attacks does not mean amphibians. But yeah, they um, yeah, doesn't it? No, basically they they come in, they grab Casey, they get out. As Leo's leaving, he takes a dart in the back, back of the neck. And just drops. Drops. <laughs> just out cold. As the, and, as the turtles are distracted with trying to carry Casey out, still, I was going to say, beat off the foot. <laughs> 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 and, and, <laughs> and like, <laughs> try and take, try and take stock of, the fight that's going on, right? So they don't they don't even realize that they're they're losing a brother in arms, right? Like Leo went to go fight uh Alopex, Lopex, and it's not working out. Raph is freaking out to the point that Spawner has to like choke hold him back to be like, we have to go. Like your friend who we finally got back is bleeding out. Oh. Like Raph's ready to fight into the, the night. But so yeah, they get they get they get a bleeding out uh, Leo or Casey, and Le- then the Foot Clan just disappear with Leonardo. Then that's those that page is amazing too because it's there. You see and... a foot in the in the foreground, right? And everyone's like, "Excellent!" The, the gathering, they, you see them dragging Leo away. Then the next panel is like a ninja banish, and the the, the last panel is like they're gone, and it's only a katana left. I was like, oh no! It is a ninja, ninja banish. It's perfectly. It's only missing tattoo. Ninja banish, and that's it. And that's that's how it ends. And they realize like, oh shoot, Case Leo's not even here, and Casey's dying. Yes, we gotta get to the hospital. To be continued. Decisions, Part decisions. Three. Part three. That's to be continued. Chills. I enjoyed it. Interesting to. April on the back burner. Like I've never seen her do so little in mm-hmm. a comic. Maybe her arc will grow, hopefully. Um, but they're already a man down and they're their yeah. leader down. Yeah. But it's it's very cool to see Splinter in the mix. Because typically yeah, he'd be like, all right, go go handle this. 
no, he's active in this series. He's very active, especially this arc. He's very active. He's very in the front, which I love seeing because, like you said, he's usually just like this old, decrepit rat who just stays in the sewers and he'll fight when he, he does needs the teaching to. and it's like you're ready to go. Uh, but based based on the the prologue, he knows like there's something in the streets. Like I I'm out here training you guys, whooping you guys' asses because it's gonna get heavy. And how right was he? He lost one of his sons. Yeah, night one. It's gonna be good, man. Yeah, it's and this is the beginning. There's still seven more parts, six more parts. City Fall. Event. Oh yeah, we do it like this. Event. It's time for Eventus. Eventus. We're back here doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So this is a third. (laughs) Let's get loud. (laughs) I forgot. I forgot the name of it. Um, Something fall. City fall. City fall. fall. Yeah. This is this is technically part two. This is this is issue number twenty three. So part two of City Fall because but our third issue because there was the prequel, the part one. Now we're on part two. I wanted to call it City Guys, so that's why I was City Guys. Yeah. C I T Y. You know why? You wait. C I T Y. You can't see why. I can't remember it. Great show. This 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 story is sick it's wicked i love it i love it i love it i love reading it again it's exciting it's fun yeah this is my first read and i'm keep telling myself not to read ahead because i want to read ahead because yeah each issue is its own set of surprises and like this issue is just reveals of the characters that they're using it's like oh man like they're going kind of deep in the crates for yeah so oh yeah, they don't mess around. Yeah, they don't mess around. What I what I love about the, how this one opens up too is the duality of the first few pages, which I thought was really sick, really well, really well, uh, quote unquote directed, I guess, of the 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 gang. We'll call them the gang taking Casey because Casey's still hemmed up. Casey, yeah, Casey's all beat up, so they're taking him back to the hospital. And whatever they do in the one panel, the, the mirrored panel is the clan, the folk taking Leo. And he's all stretched he's, up. He's now been kidnapped. Yes. Yeah. So you get to see how both squads are rolling with their champions. I hope this time. means that these are going to be kind of quote unquote the queens or the bishops or like major pieces because if you're ah. playing off mirrors, I want to see that reflected. But Leo either or, I, I do I do enjoy this uh, symmetry. And like when they get to the hospital, off. they talk to the doctor. So then the, the clan get back to their hideout. They talk to Katsune. And it's like, okay, this is like. That's their healer, right? One's, one's holistic Sick. and one's science, right? So you always have this mystic arts versus like this is the real world. Like this is how we have to do it. And this is how we, we can do it. And the ramifications off of that, right? Yeah. Um, and amazing, again, you were saying, there's one panel where um, both Casey and Leo are on gurneys facing the same direction. But the mirroring image of Casey in the hospital is what Leo looks like in, I guess, the Foot Clan lair. And literally in the foreground, you have the doctor looking as if he would be looking at the Foot Clan member in the other panel. So it looks like these panels are talking to each other, but they're completely separate. Again, the parallel, the parallels of time is of the essence, right? Like we need to save Casey now because he's bleeding out. And the Foot being like, yo, we need to do what we got to do with Leo now because time is of the essence, right? Like you understand that everybody's on the clock with everything. And what's, 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 what's really cool about this issue is that not a lot happens, but a lot happens. So, you know, it's like all they do is they, they take their, um, they take Casey to, to the hospital. They take the, the bad guys, take the foot clan, take 
Leo to their, their headquarters. Um, you learn some backstory between Angel and April. They talk okay. about how they talk a little bit about Casey's upbringing and why he's so important to 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 Angel. And then you got to meet his dad too, right? His dad, well, his dad's there, yeah, Hunza. He's in previous issues as like a drunk or whatever. This is kind of the turning point for him. You'll see later on. You know, and he comes back. He plays a part in the story too. Uh, but right he, now, yeah, he, he doesn't even show up. Like he only comes to the door and hears that they're just bad mouthing him. He's like, damn. This is yeah, because he's they think I am. Yeah, he's an abusive drunk, and in earlier, because this is issue twenty three of the run, right. and in earlier issues, he like he he fights Casey, and he's just like he's belligerent, right? Right. So to hear hit the angel, yeah, what you, what you said, he hears Angel talking some smack, like, oh, he's just a waste of whatever. So he hears it, and he's kind of like, oh, snap! I'm. And he just turns around and leaves, right? Because he's coming to check on Casey. What? Yeah, what and I thought again, was the, another, oh, go for it. Finish. I was just going to say, parallel to what you're saying, um, as they talk about Casey's dad and him not being able to be the father figure that he needs, Katsumi and Shredder are now infecting Leonardo with this reality of Splinter has never been your father, has never been with you, right? And he's in this, not lucid, what's the opposite of lucid? He's in this dreamlike state after breathing in all these, uh, what's the stuff they use to expel uh, like saging and stuff, like all those like roots and everything, and he's he's going through it, right? Like you know, he's sweating out all of these like feverish dreams. What I love about this is that they, yeah, because they show his brainwashing because they're they're brainwashing him. Yeah. But what they're doing is they're going into his mind, or Kitsune is going into his mind and replacing all his memories with the opposite, right. which I thought was crazy. And on top of that, they do callbacks to previous issues in the in the run, like earlier in the run. So you get the stuff with uh, with Slash. Yep. And in yep. this run, like issues before, I can't remember which issue. You before this, there, Dimension X. Yeah, the, the dimensions, the dimensions, the 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 crank stuff, because that that all happened in this in this comic run, and it's right. true. Leo was supposed to kill Slash in the sewers and let him go. In the dream, they're like, no, kill him. And he kills him. And like you can see every time that Splinter has told him, don't kill, do this, you see Shredder appears and be like, no, that's weak. Right. That's wrong. Sometimes you have to protect your family by killing. It's like, oh, okay. And then he kind of gets to that. And then so in the Dimension Z, in the Dimension Z um, memory, all his brothers get wasted. They get vaporized, right? And so we're undercutting just how crazy this brainwashing looks. Like it's some of the. Yeah, most artists... fluorescent, frantic, amazing paneling that you'll see in these kind of runs because everything is jammed in and every little corner has a detail. These are like the the, the things I kind of pet peeve about comics where you have to zoom in to like read in like the, the fine details of everything they're saying. But when you do that, you get to see how much work and how much artistry is put into all these different um, frames. It's some yeah. of the gorgeous stuff going on because like colors are bleeding all over the place, right? And his mind is furiously on fire with... Kasumi just taking and twisting and turning and you get that right you get the sense of chaos and I can't tell if this is real or not and it starts to bleed from reality into because even his brothers like the memories of brothers start off normal and then they start to bleed into like shadowy figures yeah. and then they turn more menacing and they start yelling at them and it's well crafted right it doesn't happen in just one panel it's all throughout this book that we, we keep going back into his mind yeah like yeah and then and splinter in in the He's like this giant grotesque rat and where Shredder is like way more normal looking. So it's like just well, the visuals that themselves. Too. It's, it's the same mask that he used in the beginning of the comic, right? The the prequel mm -hmm. where he was trying to train 
his sons for a, a, a worse danger that was going to happen. And now that's yep. getting used against him. Like, this is the worst version of Splinter, the one that was essentially kicking your ass throughout the streets. Yes, and then that makes that issue much, in my opinion, more like better because I remember yes. when when I when I was buying these on a monthly basis, that issue was kind of a disappointment. I was like, "Oh, this doesn't mean anything. It's just a prologue of Splinter like training the boys." But you now didn't even just enjoy back... it at at that that base level of just him kicking their ass, and you like, "Who is this? Who is this? Like, what's going? like?" You didn't like any of the. I knew. It was, well, I knew it was when I read that one. I I knew it was Splinter. It was pretty okay. obvious. Plus, there was like, "Oh, City Falls coming, City Fall," and that was supposed to be that was supposed to be the first issue. Ended up just being a prequel and nothing happened. Like I was like, this has nothing to do with City, so it's City Fall. When in fact it does, because it was kind of like that. That whole issue in this, in this issue, that issue was the callback to as like the final nail in the coffin where um, Leo has to fight him in his dream. It was like, oh, okay, that was a cool callback, and that actually retroactively makes that issue more interesting. The, right. the prequel one, right? Meanwhile, while Casey's in the hospital and Leonardo's being brainwashed. The rest of the team is trying to figure out their next moves, and we get our first kind of callback appearance. By hey, old Hobbs, Hob, that's right. Yeah, old Hobbs, like yeah, God damn. Old Hobbs in there, and he's kind of, and he's like, "All right, listen, boys, I like this is cool because this is the beginning of the mute animals. So he's 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 starting out the mute the mute animals, and he wants them to join, and they're kind of like, we don't we don't trust you. Yeah, as as <laughs> you like, shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't. And he's like, no, I I got a way to get. And they're like, all right, well. I guess we have nothing better to do, so we'll just we'll just roll with you for now. But can we call Old Hob like a uh, a parallel universe Nick Fury? Not just because the yeah. eye patch, but like he does assemble, like he assembles more Dark Avengers than I would say like America's or the world's greatest team, right? But he yeah. he is always bringing people together or animals or mutants together. So like he's got this kind of like I call the shots, but you don't know everything yet. Like he likes the whole cloak and dagger of like, all right, I'll give you this much of the plan but there's something else going on right behind you. And this is when he gets craftier too. Cause in, in the earlier, like when he, in the earlier issues, like the, the very beginning of this run, he's kind of like a dummy. Right. And he's just like a grunt, but he, he, he still kind of is, but you can see he's getting smarter and he's kind of, you know, I shouldn't get my hands dirty. I should just kind of like, I need to, I need a team. I need to leverage things too. So in the next issue, when we talk about, it, you'll see how he leverages yeah, I was going to say, if there's any two characters at this point that I feel are playing chess, it's Strider, who has all of his pieces lined up and is now turning a pawn into uh, a knight. And Old Hop, Old Hop seems to be like, all right, man, I don't really like you guys, but I need you guys for whatever's yeah. coming next. I don't know what's coming next, but he's playing. And then Splinter and the Three Turtles are desperate. Like, they don't want to trust this guy, but they're running out of choices, chances, and time. So yeah. I love that. I love that kind of, um, what's the word? Where that trope where the heroes have no choice but to take the most dangerous choice. Right. They don't want to trust this guy. There's no reason to trust this guy. But what other choice do we have? Like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. And this a- issue a- ends very uh, abruptly with an amazing Leo waking out of his fever dream, screaming, "Master, Master Shredder!" And uh, Kasumi ready to bestow a new bandana of black for him to wear. City Fall Part 3. Still back with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Arguably the best team out there in comic form. 
uh, we're continuing with. And we're not biased. Not at all, even though you're wearing in, a Ninja Turtle sweater. My hoodie. They can't see that, but you are literally in a Ninja Turtle sweater. So we're not biased. And I'm in green. Oh, okay. What do you know? We're not biased. A City Fall Part 3, issue number 24 of the 2011 run. Whew, it's getting thick. And you were just talking about the cool things about kind of buying comics way back in the day. You would either get a cover A or a cover B, right? You get yeah, yeah. When, I, yeah when, you, when you have it on your pull list, so it's, when you have it on your pull list, they kind of, usually it's cover A, but for some reason, once in a while they get you cover B. If you didn't have it on your pull list, you kind of just, if it was even available in the store, you kind of got what you got, right? Right. So whatever. But these, this is I had this on my pull list for since day one because um, it's a it's a great cover. Um, yeah. You have Sponge in the foreground walking through in the city. It's back with kind of this. Um, it's a New York skyline. It seems uh, pop art, so it's like green, kind of fading into white. And then City Fall is in the bottom of Splinter's half in gold. But I was telling Coke, kind of buried the lead, right? Because you get. Under the fall banner, you get to see Old Hob, who appeared in the previous issue. But you also see in City, Slash. So we know Slash is coming. Mm-hmm. Or we hope Slash is coming. Well, we've read it. Spoilers. Slash is coming. Slash. A lot easier. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> he He's here. And so this one, yep. obviously, Comic picks up from more. Doesn't. Comic breaks differently. It starts in kind of a different fashion with a training montage. Oh, that little montage of Karai, yeah. I do enjoy how they keep introducing, introducing. We we haven't mentioned this in past issues, but I mean, in, in the last issue, it had City Fall Part Three or Part Two um, in the buildings when they yes, were driving. Sir. This one's now it's it's Shredder's Shadow City Fall Part Three, and even Shredder he doesn't have his helmet on. He's uh, yeah, Orokusai. Yep. Um, and again, another it goes to from. Katsumi, right? That's what we're talking about. Training. We go. No, to, Karai. That's Karai. Karai. So what, what's daughter, cool, Karai, too, yes. is when they mess his granddaughter. Yeah, what they mention, I like how they mention things like uh, the, the, t- the technique she's using. Like, oh, this is a Korean technique? Jomu or whatever? It's like, oh, I, I don't even know what that is. They could be making that up. But right. I enjoy that I they're not. So but I enjoy that they have that much detail. And it's like, okay, well, this is the style that she fights in or she's training in today, right? Well, if there's one thing you know about Ninja Turtles, and one thing you know about Coke and Dank podcast, because as many times as we cover Ninja Turtles, we talk about how deep in tradition they are, and like they really kind of set home. Everything going on with the foot has come from an ancient time has been passed down over and over and over again, right? Like it makes for a better villain. That's not just this one guy that fell into a vat of Kool Aid and turned blue. Um, it's been passed down, so there's this level of honor and respect and tradition and family and all that's wrapped in and i always find the best villains are those that never really think that they're wrong like that's kind mm-hmm. of a magneto trope uh dr doom lex luther like all these guys are smart capable and have built up a foundation to be like hey man like i've done all the work i did all the research maybe you're wrong maybe you need to check what you're doing because what i've been doing we've been doing for centuries and, and it's worked, worked. Yeah. yeah so Another level of how you appreciate Shredder. He's not just this tin can that's coming to make turtle soup. This dude's like, I've had a plan. You guys are mutants. Like you guys are kind of the anomaly to this situation. Mm-hmm. You guys, yeah, you guys don't belong. But so Casey comes out of his coma. He comes around in the girl's 
the girls being Angel and April fill him in on kind of what's been going down. And uh, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And he's kind of, he it's wants to get out of bed right away. And like, no, slow down, cowboy. Like, because the last thing he remembers is getting jumped with Raph by the foot. And he's like, yo, yes. are they all right? And like, oh, no, Raph's fine. But yeah. we're not worried about Raph anymore. Right. Yeah. It's Leo. You, you, you got jugged by Shredder, <laughs> and Leo is like gone. So, but then we get back to the old Hobbs. So old Hobbs story with Slash, and it, this one's this one's a little f- got some funny in it. Like yeah. last issue didn't have any any jokes. This one's kind of funny when they meet old Hobbs. He's kind of like, well, he was getting brainwashed, and yeah. we thought Casey was going to die. Who, who, yeah, who's that's what I mean. This, the, but that's what I mean. This this this, this series knows when to inject humor. There you go. Sometimes we're like, nah, this isn't the right time. So this one around Old Hob, kind of funny. Yeah, and that entire page where it's just them on the rooftop and the same, (laughs) the same panel, same shot, and then just reactions of just like what Old Hob is saying. Like, yeah, it's pretty funny. You can trust me. What am I? Why would I lie? They just look at them. Just like the same panel, just yeah, no words. Well, I ain't. Yeah, I'm not lying. lying. I was like, fine. (laughs) Like, what's what's the plan? Move to the next. Yeah, it's really good panel. I love that. And but yeah, essentially, yeah, the Hobbs brought them to a warehouse where they know that, where he knows or got some intel that Leo's being held captive. And obviously, the turtles are like, "This has got to be a trap, right?" <laughs> like, we can't and it was. Walk, we, can't, <laughs> we can't just walk into this. And it was. Before that, before, yeah, before that, we get the the, the bear to the lead. Well, I'm just saying, like, we finally get Slash and. <laughs> Uh, Mikey's still kind of shell shocked from his last meetup with, and that that's been the ongoing thing, like even through this run. And you've read before this, but the fact that Mikey is still shook from the first time he met Slash is a testament to the long building story arc that these mm. guys are building together. Because he looks at them and he's just like, and Slash just growls and like, ah, ah, ah. all he all he can do is offer a candy bar, <laughs> a chocolate bar. Yeah, and Slash loves it. it up, candy. yeah, and loves it. And best best friend, right? It's Goonies yeah. all over again. It is Goonies, yeah, and it's and it's it's cool too because you're talking about like the overarching overarching story, and Old Hob contacted them through their their basically hideout, which is that right. rundown church, and they didn't know how he knew they were there, but it's because Slash knew where they were, so Slash told them because he ended up there like when they first found it. Anyways. Which is weird, because I don't know if Slash communicates the same way. Like, he's not talking like Old Hob and the Turtles are. Like, he's more grunting no. and figuring yeah. out. So, I don't know if Old Hob speaks Slash, or he just followed him. He's like, I think he's probably just followed him, yeah. But, but now, yeah, Old, old Hob well, leads. Mikey made, a, Mikey made a 180. Now he's best friends with uh, Slash. He's just like, oh, he's, he's, he's one of us. If he likes candy bars, you can't go wrong. And great foreshadowing for later, because he's like, you'll get the next one when I see you again. If I see you again. Meanwhile, Hobbs is like, follow me, guys. Like, stop. It's not recessed. Like, we have something to do. I really love this tiny little panel. It's between panels when they're running to the warehouse. Where the white you background, see, yeah. Yeah, all of them in the foreground. And you get all of their character kind of arcs in it. It's Hob frantically in the front running as fast as possible. Followed by Splinter, who's swift. Then followed by um, Raphael, who's charging through. Then followed by Donnie, who's well paced, and then followed by Mikey, who's not so sure. Like he's leaned back as mm. he's running, and you get everything you need to know about every character before you go to the next panel. Just, just by the way they run, yeah. So those details you love, and he, he he leads them to like a to a container or like a dome. I don't know how to, it's just a, it's a some sort of structure, 
lets them inside and locks them in. <laughs> yeah, they, they walk in. They're like, hey, what's going on here? And you just see the panel go slam. And they're like, ah, oh, Hob did it again, right? Like, it's like, it's well, he kept his promise. He took us to to Shredder and Leo. It's just they knew that we were coming. And as they're in the dark, they're screaming. Obviously, Raph's super pissed off about getting duped by Old Hob again. And before you even know it, you hear a click and lights go on. And there he is, Big Bad Shredder. Yeah. Katsumi and what's his granddaughter's name? Karai. Karai. Katsune and Karai. And uh, yeah, and so he kind of lets them know. Listen, I'm taking over the city. I'm taking you guys down with me. Or not with me, but I'm taking you guys down too. Because as we speak right now, like his foot clan is all over the city, like overrunning the purple dragons and other right. gangs of the city and, and basically taking over. And this is where the city fall comes from because it's falling to Shredder and the foot clan. And when they try to contest him, Probably his new trunnin. Well, His new you, shows up. Before we even get to that, that's my fan, favorite panel of this issue. It's when they turn the lights on and you see Shredder in the foreground looking so great. tall and proud and uh, his generals on each side. And then you have in the foreground the turtles and Splinter and then the the close-up of his eyes at the bottom. He's like, And the, the only lettering is, welcome Yoshi to the beginning. And then for the close-up, and the end. And it's like, oh, like... Can you paint a better villain than that? Like, no, everything he's... you need to know about this guy is right there. And the colors, too, right? The red, gray, blacks. Like, it's when they're when they're showing them, it's stark. And then even the greens look faded because they're faded into black, coming out of That's shadow. Right. Like, we're not too sure if these guys are going to be strong enough to the full panel and palette of the red. The red takes up all of your eye and the focus. He's in charge. Even Raph's red is fading in this specific panel, right? It's so much power there, right? Yeah. And then uh, Splinter and Shredder face off. And they get interrupted by his new Chunin, which is Leo. The black looks so sick. It does. The black looks really sick. It looks. So he comes out, he's got the black head, black bandana, and he's, he's, his arms are wrapped. He's got his new outfit. He's got some armor on his, on his, his uh, knees and his, his forearm. And possibly Listen. a little jealousy from Raphael because he's he's taken red as a secondary color. A little bit of red, yeah. And then he's got the blue bandana wrapped around his, his sword. Yeah. That's who he once which was. He, which yeah. he cuts, right? Which is like, yep. that's not me anymore. Or not even that's and, not me anymore. He does, that's not me. He doesn't even know. Like, he doesn't, because he was brainwashed so, so well. We went over it in the last one, in the last one. But, yeah, so how, how deeply he was brainwashed. He, he sure, this is daddy now. Yes. Yeah. Who's your daddy and what does he do? Yeah. Who to the point that he straight kicks Splinter in the face. Like there's that panel too when he's like Gah! and like everybody's just surprised of like Leo of all the people, like the most loyal, the one that like is a devout son, the one who's taking on all the responsibilities. Like this is back to taking chess. Like this is taking a queen, right? And or taking a pawn and turning into a queen or like you 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 took a giant chunk out of the opposition if you take Leonardo from his brothers yep. and his father. You get the oldest brother, the arguably the the, the best fighter and but like you said arguably the, most, the best one. The most the most the most loyal and he's he's the one that's turned now. So now it's the other three are kinda of like, Well our leader's gone. Yeah, Raph Raph wastes no time. Oh hell no and goes yeah, to he's the said, fight. Yeah. He can't <laughs> wait to fight him. <laughs> Which is amazing. This is the face off he's always been looking for, right? That's I mean yeah he can't wait to fight this guy, but and does not work out for his and again 
Leonardo's dummying all of them left and right, not even breaking a sweat, right? Well, I, yeah, I think Turtles are still a little stunned. At yeah, him. exactly. I was gonna say none of them actually want to fight him either, right? He doesn't. He doesn't give. He doesn't give a hell like, a shit about them. But no, none of them want to really fight him. They're kind of like, uh... except for Raph. Raph is like, I'll give you Raph. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, yeah, and jumping from above with his side. I don't know if he's going for kill blows, but he's definitely trying to knock somebody in the face. And then you see some of the new weaponry that uh, Leonardo has. Claws. Made. He's got these got the claws yeah, that come yeah. out, like Wolverine. He's a no. He's X twenty seven. He's only got the two. X twenty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> X twenty. He's X fifty five. That's the shredder, right? So he's twenty three. No, it's X twenty three. I thought you were making a yeah. joke. Yeah, it's X twenty three. Laura, Laura's X twenty three. But it's it is a joke. He's got basically the shredder claws, right? Yeah. So he's from his daddy. Yeah, but his daddy would be Wolverine. And he'd be number two, he'd be X23. You're doing this X Men thing. <laughs> uh, I was watching some X Men earlier. Excited for X Men. Yeah. What are you watching? Cartoon. Oh, sick 90s? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the one. Come on. I gotta, I gotta rewatch that. Yeah, I gotta give me some Hank McCoy. We should do, we should um, do a 90s Eventus. 90s cartoon Eventus. Our fans know that we talk about things that we're gonna do. <laughs> Always. In current, in current, in current episodes. But then, yes, yeah, so then the the foot swarmed them because I guess they've had enough. The foot swarmed them. Yeah, weird, went... weird ploy by Shredder. Shredder has them basically kill shot in hand. He's like, not nah, save the rat for later. He's toying with his prey. These are typically some of your favorite tropes. But when the the villain says, "Ha I have total control that I can just let you guys do what you need to do." So just just finish them off if now. You off them, off them. Yeah, just I finish mean, it. Or take another turtle out, right? Like, just keep. Yeah. You should, you should be hacking limbs at this point, right? Yeah. Um, take instead, the red one. Take the red one's arm off or something. Like, just. Right? No, just instead hold back, like, boys. Send the, let's let's send the Foot Clan who yeah, always gets goons. beat up. Yeah. <laughs> let me send my goons to do the job that they've never done. <laughs> to do that they've never done right. In a, how many issues? I'm going to send these guys who clearly are not to the same level of my mortal enemies to do the it, job. Even though, like even though, Leo, you're handling them right now. You could, you could finish them all off. Take a break. Just, just hold back. Just hold back. <laughs> Sit out on the third. I got who, goons. Who, who, cares about, who cares about the scoring title? You don't need it. I got we're, goons. We're going to let them back in a little bit, right? Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> take, take the foot off the gas. This is, this is flashbacks of 28-3. It's like, all right, no, no, we got this in the bag. <laughs> 20, Do you? 20, 20, 20, Do you? This is your downfall, bro. Like, if you see that ending, take the ending. One more it is touchdown. 28. It is the 20 to 3. You're, it's halftime. <laughs> I'm just like, nah, don't worry. And after halftime, kagoosh. Yeah. Here comes Slash, man. What's up? Slash comes in, wants some candy. And starts dummying foot, yeah. foot soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Foot, foot Clan gets rocked, and then they leave uh, to meet up with Old Hob again. Who's, and he's, who's, who's smart? Fault. He's kind of like, you know yeah. what? Listen, guys. I just squared off with everybody. Yep. Shredder trusts me. You guys trust me. I didn't Carbosh. lie to either one of you. <laughs> Everybody's alive. Yeah. All you lost we're were a couple good. candy bars. We can keep it moving. We're good. And he even says, well, what's going on? Leo's got a new daddy. <laughs> and then you have the like the sad panel of Splinter holding the blue bandana of, of, of uh, Leonardo. It's a great panel. With all this confusion, what what can come next? Yeah, and we'll tell you sure. what comes next in the next issue of Aventus. Our Aventus. Aventus. You had him, Shredder. You had him. No. Gotta get the goons out there. <laughs> I need the goons to do the job. Aventus.
Sin Fall? Was it part five? No, six. And it's getting. No, five. It's getting, 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 getting kind of hectic. It's getting a little. It's getting a little hairy. And at this point, like our heroes are now kind of spread out all over the map to do their, I guess, little side missions. Like they're, they're just. They know what they have to do, which is still go get Leonardo and, I guess, stop the foot because they're still looming. That's right. There's a lot of subplots in this, but the, the struggle of Leo trying to remember continues uh, staying in a, staying in a meditative, meditative dream that he feels like he's missing something. And Kitsune keeps manipulating him. So it's, again, like I said earlier, in like before, I appreciate that they're not trying to pretend like he's not going to come right. out of this. It's more about what damage is he going to do while he's under. And the fact that, like, his mind is still his mind. Um, this easily could have been, like, oh, we brainwashed you, so we got you. But the fact that once it's, like, yeah. really it's talking about your conscious versus your subconscious. And while we can control one, we can't control the other. So when his subconscious is playing when he's sleeping, you kind of get these glimpses of the original Leo trying to come back out and be like, wait a minute, and replay certain memories. So I, I super appreciated the first uh, few pages because they're they're drawn completely different it's like pencil crayon and it's yep. it's richer and it's like nicer tone but like leonardo looks aged like he looks haggard as he's trying yeah. to and keeps calling her mom right and he's trying to figure out like where he is what he's doing and where he's going like all that stuff's cool yeah it's it's really cool all that stuff there there's not much I don't think there's much story progress in this, but there's a lot, like I said before, a lot of subplots, which is kind of fun to watch because, like you were story? saying, after the initial. Is that not story? What's that? Subplot? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I meet my own words right now. It is a story. I just meant, like, there's no. It's not so much big steps. It's more big yeah, steps. Yeah, you're playing GTA, you're doing all the sub, like the, the submissions. You're not on the, the main one anymore. All these guys got to do, or whatever. Right, you're right, you're right. collecting XP in the. In the forest, if it's Zelda or something like that. I don't know. I pick games. I'm not even a gamer. Because <laughs> there's like, if you look at the subplot, there's a subplot count of the foot versus the Savate, the Savate, Leo battling for his sanity, and Karai's plotting against him, Old Hob wanting a mutant army with Splinter's help, Big Hun brewing, and the turtles, the three remaining turtles, each making their own move. So Mikey's in the street looking for info, Donnie's looking for tech, and Raphael's looking for reinforcements, right? So it's all of that is right now. happening Real time. in this issue. So there's a lot going on. It, it Did you though. notice? Sorry. No, it does. It's great. I, I, I'm not. Well, I'm just, not just, uh, just for the audience, right? Like, they actually managed to handle as many plots as you just listed fairly well and fairly short and they're fairly quick, right? So you get snapshots of what everyone's doing at a certain time, and then they all take that intel and go back to the sewer to be like, "This is what I got. This is what I got. This is what I got." And then at some point, Spinner walks in and is like, "Okay, it's time." I was like, "All right, sweet." Like that's this issue, but it, it kind of worked to its benefit to not give us a lot of anything and just enough of everything. Did you? There's a little something for the '90s kids in here too. I don't know if you noticed. Did you notice undercover Donnie costume? Undercover Donnie costume. Let me hook you up. Let me hook you up with. Let me hook you with something. Check that. I just posted in the chat. This is a spitting image of what Donnie's costume was, and I know you had this toy line because everybody had this toy line. It was undercover Donnie. Oh was it, man! Because uh, I had the Leonardo. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. 
It was the there's this undercover Donnie, uh, really? Surfer Mikey, Which Samurai like Leo, and Space Ninja Turtles Three, right? Yeah, and Space Cadet. This also Raph. doesn't make sense because if you watch the movie, it would make more sense that Raph would have the trench coat in the hat because that was his day to day. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, in the original movie, yeah, I don't know. This toy line came out in like ninety. And, 90s, and Donnie would be I all remember, about space. I had, Someone I had, messed up on the, the, the factory line. Oh, uh, they goofed big time. They goofed big time. But I had like three of these Donnies. Oh, all right, fair enough. I did. And that was so yes. he's wearing the exact I was yeah. like, why do I look familiar? And I actually looked it up and boom, he was wearing like that. If you look at the if you look at the issue, yes, they they knew what they were doing. Dark hat, light trench coat. I even I like, like, but yes, I even like Mikey's costume because I, well he wears two, right? So the fact he's out there in kind of the winter like uh not Russian hat, but the the one with the ears on it and like the wool yeah, front. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's yeah. dope. But when he dresses up like a, a pizza uh like a, a pizza chef He's like, oh no, I gotta wear, and he tells yep. them like I have to wear this turtle costume in order to deliver pizzas. Like I chuckled. I was like, that's pretty clever. Yeah, because he's talking nonsense, and then oh, yeah. they try and jump. He, just, he shows up to like mobsters' <laughs> base. He's like, hey man, I need intel. Like, who ordered pizza? There are. We'll talk about it a little later, but there's a lot of references to the micro series in this book for the turtles and for the villains. There's like references to when Raphael first met Alopex and things like that. We can talk about that a little later, but um, this is where a lot of the, the tie-in issues, which was primarily the uh, the micro-series, the villains micro-series, that, that was like a seven-issue one-shot run, and it covered an eight-issue, sorry, eight-issue, and it's when it covers like the backstory of Old Hob. It covers uh, the backstory of Alopex. It covers some background stuff of Karai, of Han, like how he's how he becomes Han, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, what they're doing before the, you know, before what they're doing in this, and then like the finale is like the Shredder issue. So we we'll talk about that later. But there's a lot of backstory that's that's missing now. And again, from, you don't, you don't get it in this issue, issues. but in the later subsequent issues, I had to tell you, it was like, what's going on here? Like, how did this? Like, there's certain like drops of a yeah. moments that switch, that that extra filler. Would have probably helped me understand why this switch was turning, but you know, comics be comics, and you got to read way more than what they give you. Essentially, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. How do you like the foot versus? The I was going to say my favorite was, panel is cool. when Leonardo uh, Dark Mask crashes through the Savat um, layer, and the glass shatters in the form of the sound. So it's like, and it's yeah. Yeah, really it's all thing, like yeah. grays and blacks and like light blues, but the only thing that like really catches your attention is the amount of green from Leonardo that's still uh, available that's not under black or silver and his red like scarves and like touch tones. So like he's already center of focus, but he, like he, like he's the this is the most badass I've ever seen Leonardo and I already liked him when he was a boy scout. Um, like that, that panel is just nuts, and then he goes AWOL, right? Like that, and then it just turns into one of these crazy, insane, uh, like super fast, swift action fights. And yeah. like, this is the foot I always wanted. Like, we keep catching foot that are like dumb and like they can't do Useless. anything. Like, they're puddies, yeah. they're stormtroopers, they're yeah. guessing you name it, right? Like, they, they're never the level that they should be with your leader being Shredder or with your sub bosses being, um, Alopex or Alopex or um, who? Are, well, I want to say I want to start saying tune in, but that's gonna come into later. 
So the fact that like everything kind of switches yeah. when Leonardo shows up, like everyone seems like they're a legit threat now. Like, I totally appreciate it. Yeah, they're actually they're actually competent yeah. in this series, which is nice because, like you said, like, like they are foot soldiers, they're like, like cobra ninja. soldiers, right? Like, like I just yeah, 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 yeah. They gotta do they gotta do some, some damage for God's sake. But that was cool when they so they finally overthrow the Savat in this issue. So it kind of it's it's setting up the stage that you know what. Shredder and the Foot now officially own the city. I will right? say that, like, cheating forward to the, the other issues, because obviously we've been reading it issue by issue. I kind of wanted more Savat, like, when they first appeared, and that, yeah. and the story switched from it being about four brothers and Splinter versus Shredder, and it was about the city. I was like, okay, keep showing me the, like these sub-bosses. Like, this is what I think there could have been two issues just talking about the struggle for power, the other mob bosses, how Shredder is exactly like taking everybody down, but I, I, ultimately they had to stay with the A storyline and be like, "Well, no, it's about Leo, right?" So, yeah, those those earlier issues were really good because they were so grand, like they expanded, like you're saying, the whole city. So you get to see all the different gangs and how they kind of interact. I kind of wish there was even more um, adversarial yeah. gangs, like Purple Dragons and stuff like that. But it was just the Savat really standing. Everybody else kind of just folded. I get it. Like this series is seven issues long or yeah, seven, seven issues long. So, I mean, that's already seven months, right? Cause they dropped right. this one at a time. So I get it, but uh, it'd be nice to just flesh things out and have a bit more adversarial um, gangs and teams, but you know, you get what you get. And like you said, they're exactly what you said. They're narrowing They're at this point, they're narrowing their focus. So they moved the Savannah out of the way. And now it's kind of, all right, what's he gonna This would make perfect next, sense right? if there was taking over New Jersey. But you're in New York, right? Like there's a lot of ish going on in this city. So you mean I mean taking another issue to be like there's this team, this team, this team, this team. And again, you could have done a montage or just seeing the foot as a shadow take over like each panel. Like I don't think they did wrong in this. I'm just saying I wanted more. Like that's a good sign where I'm just like, show me how this one man took down this entire city. Also to note, if you're if you're gonna veer off the foot, old Hob possibly has the last right. vial of mutagen now. He made his made his deal which with the is devil. Cool. If if he's the devil or calling Splinter the devil, but essentially saying tit for tit, tat for tat, you got to go in there and get this last vial for me if you want my help. And you get to see Splinter play stealth mode and then see him kick ass too. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. You don't see Splinter in a situation like that normally. So, but yeah, he they and then he and then Hob blows up the whole the whole um, yeah facility. So mutagen, bye-bye, Just that one vial left, right? And whatever else is kind of in the wild. But that that factory that that makes it from the ooze because it's interesting, right? It's like the ooze came from Dimension X, but the ooze isn't mutagen. Mutagen is farmed from the ooze, so they do different things in this. It's, it's complicated. When you it's smart it though, it. right? But, like you wouldn't just trust an alien yeah. substance. You would kind of tweak it to make it work no. the best for you, right? Like you can't take natural steroids. I assume you have to take anabolic steroids. I don't know if I'm making sense. Any of our steroid fans out there, <laughs> let us know how you juice. <laughs> but, uh, if that makes sense that you can't take the raw ish, you gotta pack it down with something. I don't know. You gotta cut it. Every 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 TV show with gotta, gotta every TV show it. with drugs, you gotta cut it with something. That's the one thing I know. What did you think of, of the boss boss fight with the head of the Savat and Leonardo? He got dummied, lost his hand, and everything. They 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 refuse 
It's the, it's the writer's choice. It's probably it's a good choice, dude. But they refuse to let Leonardo <laughs> kill in this. Even Shredder's going like, oh, "Hold up." He was close though, too, right? Like I thought. Like, hold I up. Thought, there was a moment yeah. there. I was like, "Is he, um, f- like, flirting with this decision, or like, is he gung home? Like, oh, I'm gonna do it." And Shredder doesn't even waste a beat. It's like, "No, no, no, I'm gonna do this." No, we need him. We need him. I'm like, because if they let if they let Leo kill, it's it's that it's that Batman thing. I was gonna right? ask, like, which is a a larger morality kill if batman kills or if leonardo kills like which one hurts your soul most more yeah me who am i asking i'm asking the one guy in, in, in leo Chichnia. leo because because batman's leo because batman's killed he's yes and ultimately batman has killed uh children's lives with forcing them to be adults so no nobody talks about that yeah <laughs> that's you, right you yeah. taking a child's innocence and forcing them to go fight jokers that, that kid's dead you you, you did, did that. that. Forcing you them to that, wear Bruce. underwear and pantyhose. You did that, Bruce. <laughs> the the the, lo- the longer this goes on, the more it's kind of like, man, Batman's yeah. really sus. Like that was day one stuff. <laughs> Who's your tailor? Why do you need a cape? You don't need a cape. Why why do all the why do the boys that work with you have these little panties on? Why don't they get a cool black suit? You know, Batman could have been in like <laughs> fatigues and everyone like, yo, this is the coolest outfit ever. He decided that he wanted skin tight to show off his muscles. Right? He wanted he put yeah. nipples on that first. Yeah. As 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 anybody who listens to this knows, we don't stand Batman. So as each turtle is jumping around. Anyways. <laughs> I, well, I want to keep going in, but I know like we actually have a mission to get through. Raphael goes back to Casey and kind of gives him more again, you see a softer side. It's it's crazy about this book. You get them seeing different archetypes from the original turtles, and then playing different roles that they normally would. I've never seen this much emotional depth from Raphael, and just kind of sorrow and acceptance of I could have done more. Um, usually, he's the first one to be like, "Let's go, fuck it up, right?" Like I'm gonna make sure they pay. But you get that moment where he like he lets his guard down with Casey, and he's just like, "I failed. Like I need to help my brother, and I couldn't." And now I'm here, right? Like I almost lost you. I almost lost you too. So I appreciate those moments. He's he's growing up. He's growing up before our very eyes. So we we'll see how much because there's two issues left after this, and we get to see how much he grows up in them. Chicka boom, chicka boom. Oh, that was from yeah. that. That was from. I'm gonna keep using that because I fucking like that. That shit made me laugh. Chicka coo. Number 27, part six of City Fall. Turning into a very enjoyable and yet crazy read from the Ninja Turtles franchise. Yep. So in the penultimate issue, all of the gangs and villains of NYC meet in an abandoned theater, called on by Shredder, and the Turtles and allies stage their attack. And that's the sum of this issue. We've talked about how last yeah. time there's a lot of subplots in the issue before. the pieces on the chest. Subplots. There's still a lot of subplots in so. this. And this doesn't really take a lot of time before we get to kind of. Yeah, yeah, they're all they're all coming. Everything's converging. Party. How's that? The Aventus Hall event. Can I say that? Aventus Hall. Yeah, why not? Let's do the Aventus Hall. I like that. So we talked about last. We talked about in the last issue that there's a lot of tie-ins, yeah, and this one is where they really come into it. So it from the, the from the Han micro series, right? Because all of a sudden Han's there. And, uh, <laughs> don't don't mess with. He's just there. It's like oh, okay. 
So in between these two issues, the 20, uh, 26 and 27, is that's where the Hun micro series takes place. And basically he is forced, quote unquote forced, to Get team up with the foot in exchange for loyalty and some mutagen. Which he takes. So he, you know, he gets, he meets up with the foot soldier. He meets up with the foot soldiers and shredded and like, listen, you can become, he's like, I'm sick of being a nobody. He's like, yeah, you can get juiced, but you can become a somebody, but you work for us now. And so that's what he does. So he takes, that's why he gets blonde, he goes blonde for whatever reason. He goes super Saiyan. And he takes over the purple dragons, kicks Angel out. And he visits, he actually. He actually visits Casey in in the hospital too, and he tries to give him his mask back. Oh, so and Casey's like, ah, "Fuck you, pal! Oh, <laughs> get away from me!" Yeah. And they reference that because yeah. we get touch tones of that in this issue. Yeah, they, like uh, Angel shows that the mask again and comes out. I was gonna ask, do you get um, reminiscences or kind of recreations of when Angel's fighting Big Han of? Psylocke fighting Saber. Yeah, that's good. That's a good call. Actually, that's very that's very similar. The, the body size, they're, they're, yeah. des- they're designed a little the same. Yeah, body size and then that face off. There's always that power struggle of like we can work together if we really try to. But like, no, man, that issue because I I was such a Psylocke fan. I remember that issue from way back which, when Saber Tooth just dummies her in the in the. I was like, oh. yeah, yeah, it's, it's really rough. She tries to she tries to like mind break him with her knight, and he's like. I'm already half. I'm already half no, crazy, no, baby. No. It's like, oh shit. That's up there for the bullseye finally getting it over on Electra too. Like that was just like I was not expecting it yeah, to go this yeah. far. That's a good point. Yeah, it, it does. Far. And again, well, I guess we're sucker for girls with purple in their hair. So. I like I like purple. Purple hair is lovely. Purple hair is lovely. That's what I'm saying. We're su- we're sucker suckers that's, for girls with purple. I mean, it works. Hey, it works. It doesn't work. Uh, I'll just since we touched on that one, that that so the the hunt the big hunt tie-in was issue number six for the Villa micro series. In issues four and five, four is Alopex and five is Karai. And in the in the Alopex issue, it just covers her creation, right? So she lived out in Alaska as like a actual fox, it's an Arctic fox, and she was like the big the best hunter of her pack or whatever you want to call them and right she had one enemy and one enemy only in there and that was this giant polar bear yeah that was so she ends up getting she ends up getting captured and taken to a lab and tested on and she turns into this this who we know now and shredder and the foot show up there because they hear about the mutagen being used there and they free her but she always sees Shredder as like this polar bear, right? Like he he comes in and so yeah, he, he's the catalyst. Yeah, he's kind of or the avatar for when her right. finally changed. And again, I didn't get to read this, so I'm just kind of paraphrasing what you're saying. And it's helping put kind of a full picture of yeah. That's that's the Alopex issue, and oh. then we talked about the the number five was the Karai issue, and. That shows Karai kind of bitching to a footmaster. His name's Toshiro. He kind of looks like Tatsu in a way, but like a like a longer Fu Manchu. But okay. he, his name's Toshiro, and he and while she's telling, she's kind of venting to him about the whole situation with Leo and all that. And while she's doing that, Leo shows up, and they get into a fight. And they figure out, and that's when she figures out, you know what? I'm gonna get rid of this guy by just like 
not only disobeying him, but I'm going to need some help. So that's when she goes and recruits uh, Bob and Rock. And they're like, yeah. Which so that's Because awesome. then at the end of the issue, yeah, this issue, this that's issue, when they get yeah. created, right? And we were saying that from earlier issues, you could kind of see the dynamic of Shredder playing um, one tune in yep. against the other, right? Yep. Leo versus her. And you could start seeing the jealousy come in and him favoring kind of this adopted son, the prodigal son. Well, not prodigal, but this adopted son into his fold and making him kind of the second in command. And her sitting there being yeah. like, yo, I'm blood. I've been here since day one. And choosing this shiny, bald-head yeah. fuck over here. Can you can guess a little bit. And then in, in issue seven of the of the micro-series, which happens just before this one, that's the Bebop and Rock City uh, issue. And they, they go with Karai as like muscle, as like intimidation for a meeting with this gang called the Ghost Boys. And they end up screwing things up in the fight because they they're supposed to, she's, she's like, just chill here. Don't say anything. Just You just stay there and look <laughs> strong, right? While she goes into a meeting. Right. She goes into the meeting. And, of course, they get into a fight with the other gang members of the Ghost Boys. They blow the meeting. They blow everything up. And she's like, all right. She wants to kill them. They're like, don't kill us. We'll just, you know, we'll just, if you don't kill us, we'll just, like, we'll be your, we'll be your we'll toys. Be, yeah. Your muscle we'll forever. Your muscle. And she's yeah, like, all right. Much. So that's why they're they're so loyal. Because she only, she created them. And they owe her. So that's filling in some gaps for, for the next two issues as well, right? And, so, so we're on, yeah. we're on issue six, and for the most part, this has kind of been a flawless run. It's around this issue and the previous issue where you kind of start seeing the holes fill in because they're—I don't know if they're rushing, but they have to get a lot of things done and put in place for this final battle. For me, it's Donnie's sub uh, mission with April, where he goes to find new tech, new toys, and in this issue, they start playing with it. So, is this science or magic? Because essentially, they just have kind of gauntlet hands or uh what are those super nintendo remember the super nintendo or the nintendo power yeah, glove the power glove yeah they have power gloves now and they're just they can pick up things that the power glove kind of attaches its viewpoint on and i'm just like when i first read it i kind of blew past it not knowing what it was but it has a payoff that i feel is unearned and especially with all the characters in kind of that melee that's not how I wanted it to go down. So for me, this is kind of a, this pulls me out. You didn't need it. I'm sure you could have found a, fle- a clever way to get everybody out of trouble if you needed to, but you didn't even have Donnie invented or like Donnie, Donnie can be working on this since issue two kind of thing, right? Like it's going to be like something that, all right, like Leonardo's now gone. I have to focus on something. Let me work on this crazy new thing that I've been trying out all this time. Right. Yeah. But, but- what do you what do you think of the tech? The tech is kind of yeah. It was it was it was weird because yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. It just kind of comes out of nowhere, right? or because you're right. It, it would be better if there was a more if there was a longer history to it in the earlier issues. But they just go to they just go to Harold but, and he just has this thing that he's they, they, conveniently working on, and they knock they knock on his garage yeah. in the previous issue. I mean, he's he's wearing his swanky uh, uh, trench coat yes. and hat. Which toys are still available. If you can find the all four of them, yeah. by all means, please do. Um, but then they just get this. And I'm like, all right, cool. But I, I like, I at least like now everybody's kind of back in the, the sewers. And now they're assembling all their intel. They're all now training what they've learned and where to go. Because Mikey comes running in too. And he's like, I got I got this information. And he shares it with that. And then slowly Splinter walks It's time. Out. And they so they go to the theater 
what what I think is really cool about the meeting is that they threw in the artists threw in um, so many Easter eggs. I loved it, and there was cameos, yeah, because they had. If you look at it at the meeting, the warriors are there. So from warriors, right? There's a future storm, like Aurora Monroe is there with the Mohawk in leather, and then they got um, Heisenberg. Yeah, like which is sick. Yeah, he's in a couple panels too, and there's some other guys as well that I'm sure I didn't pick up, but those ones stood out to me, and I was like, "Oh, that's this is so sick. It's so fun." And they, because they don't name them, they just kind of draw them likeness. It's like, okay, well, right? Like anybody could be like they could be like that's not Heisenberg. It's a guy with a hat and a goatee, but it's clearly <laughs> it's clearly Walter White. <laughs> it's... And as Schroeder has assembled all of his kind of his new brood to help overthrow the city he now has the leader of the savat on his knees bound as he's holding a katana over him and this is kind of the first point that you see leonardo realizes he's definitely in over his head and like i guess his subconscious is finally meeting up with his conscious because it doesn't take long for shredder to just be like this guy's not with us swipe and off with his head but you see leo's eyes just like panic and like sharpen out and like dry pupils and he's like oh fudge like this is the guy that i'm aligned with right so i like i like that whole like panel leading up to that point because can't go back from here right like once he already took his hand in the previous issue and now he took his head which is kind of funny um don't fuck with this shredder again he's proven to be top level um and the next kind of few issues even more so he keeps proving why I don't know why he doesn't get enough credit in like the pantheos. Villains, he should. Villains, because he's died so many times. Yeah, but who doesn't? Name Plus, he's got a cool alive. name and a really iconic look. Like he's an yep. amazing backstory, a moral code. He doesn't think no. he's doing wrong. He just doesn't think everybody yeah. else is doing right. And like that's like that's a test. That's like Magneto. It's Doctor Doom. That's a Luther. Joker's his own. Joker. Wild, Joker's right? like. Riddler, the, the, Joker's his own wild thing, which I think is why he ends up at the top of a, a lot of lists. He breaks a lot of. Rules now he's been over. I think he's overdone now, you unfortunately. But. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see yeah, him in another yeah. movie. So yeah, yeah, yeah great. Back to the action. the action. Hob, I I don't know where Hob keeps assembling all these bang bang boom boom shoot him up. Like he gets bazookas. He has. He's connected. Like, he's got connections. Like, yeah. He's his own Iron Man. Like, he, where's the Jericho? What was cool though, to go back to to the death of Victor when when Shredder just dices him. It's cool how they've kept death and and murder away from Leo for so long, because witnessing Shredder kill Victor is what kind of sets him off, and he starts seeing visions of his real mother, not Kasune, but his actual mother. Right. And then that's right. when he gets, he, he melts down, right? He, when he sees, his, and then he sees his brothers alive right after that. Cause they crashed the party and he's like, what is going on? Cause in his dream, in his dream, in his dream, yeah, exactly. He's been seeing, a, yeah, he's been seeing a lot of murder in his dreams, not in his real life and by his hands. And in his dreams, he keeps seeing to this point, he keeps seeing Shredder as the savior. And everyone else on the opposition of like, oh, they needed to die. This this is how it happened. You're alone. But I was there to save you. And this is finally when it's not like it's it switches and everything snaps. And he's like, oh wait, no, 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 no. That that's not the memory I remember. Like this is the true memory, right? So I thought that was really well done. 
to your credit. And I again, I really love how they've painted all of the dream sequences. It, it's a complete different look than the rest of the comic. And I love when they kind of separate it. I don't know why Ninja Turtles is one of the best of doing it, but they really give you that kind of, I don't, like, authentic feel. Like, it feels like it's been, like, they had traveled to Japan and given you all these, like, soft brushes and uh, calligraphy strokes and, like, soft pencil line work. Like, there's an atten- attention to detail that these turtles that really have no foundation in Japan all have these connections to it. Like, that makes them even deeper in the story even stronger because the artists understand, like, okay, here's where we really sell how much they're connected to Splinter, who Splinter's connected to Japan, and how Japan is woven through this entire... What Yeah, what I love, too, is, is the authenticity, too. Like, they'll talk about fighting styles that actually exist, and it'll just be in one panel. It's not even in this book, but in other previous books, it's been like, oh, I'm studying this art of fighting. and Shouldn't you do this art? No, I'd rather this one. And it's like a throwaway conversation, but it's... <laughs> talking about real fighting styles so there's, there's an authenticity here and like and, and research or just an honesty right that works so well and like you're saying that's why it it feels so not just with the colorings and the art but with with the content as well and the writing like it feels very authentic mm-hmm. it's, it's dope it's like there's extra care right not yeah none of it should yeah. work but it always does so i I used to be like fascinated, and now it's just like, oh no, this makes sense. And talking about fighting styles, we from that explosion that Hop kind of blows the back out of uh, <laughs> Arena, you just see all of these kind of different mutants come in doing their own different ways of fighting. Like I just love watching Slash walk in with what turns into a bat, but it's like a giant like piece of yeah. wood, and he's just murdering dudes left and right. In the middle of the streets, like this, this was the like the funnest stuff of this entire comic because just pandemonium at this point. You have Angel and Casey now pairing off. Casey finally decided to put back on the mask yep. with a bat, and and I guess Angel's got uh, sticks. Tonfa, they're I'm called sure Tonfa. They have a official name. There you go. My boy's got the official names for you, and they go after Han right away. Right, like there's all that um, father. Like everyone's got a father issue apparently. Like somebody's got, everyone's got daddy issues to a different level in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle books, so it's very funny that they all faced off with the father. And how, did you, how do you, how did you like them turning the classic Leonardo versus Raphael fight on its head? And I was not expecting yeah. that. I was expecting the pages of like round for round, like okay, we're going to Raph want Raph didn't want to fight; he wanted to talk. That yep. You you see yeah. the emotional arc and the growth and the understanding of like roles reversed. This is who I have to play. Like you're trying to be me, Leonardo. Because again, Leonardo is he he pulls up with his katana in one hand, and what I keep envisioning as his own version of size. Claws. He got the shredder claws, claws, yeah. Claws, like, or like the X X twenty three claws, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. But every time I see that, I always envision Raph because I like how he, yeah, he holds it with like his he yeah. fingers. He, <laughs> oh, yeah, he fingers it. <laughs> Hiya. Um, so it looks like blades are coming out, and I think that's a conscious decision by the uh, drawers and animators because there's obvious similarities between Wolverine and Raphael. So to see the kind of the mirror flipped on Leonardo and him just taking it up, I was like, "Ooh, yeah!" And I was so ready for this fight. I was like. Who's gonna draw blood? Like how how badly is this gonna go? And Ralph just takes him to the ground. He's like, no, no I love that man. I love that so much. It's like, yeah, it's, that's 
because you're always I'm always so frustrated at Raph losing his head. It's like, oh come on, man! Just and so finally, like in previous issues, he's learned, right? We we saw him when he was talking to Casey in the hospital. He's like, you know what, I I messed up. So he's he he really just wants to talk to Leo and talk some sense into him. Literally, talk some sense into him. Like, <laughs> and it kind of works. And he starts he starts wigging out. And like, I love how that panel is kind of uh, superimposed on the other panel of the other turtles and now like Donnie's using his uh, Nintendo power glove and it's in full force, but there's something about the way that they drew it, that with the light coming from the power glove, it backlights his mask. So it doesn't look as purple. It looks more blue. And the fact that he's standing in the foreground and he's leading the rest of the turtles, I was like, okay, this is a nice touch here. Right? Like I like at certain points in this entire run, each turtle has had to been their own leader because they kind of essentially lost their leader. So I don't know if that's what the artist was going for, but I'll definitely tell the listener that's that's what we've yeah. interpreted it as. They're, they're, and then as they're leaving with Ra- with um, Leo, Bop and Rock show up, and it's like boom with Karai, boom boom. And this one, this one, I squealed. This is when I started sending you screenshots. I was like, ah, I, re- I reached, yeah. yes, yeah. finally, we made it. Because yeah, it. yeah we, we didn't mention it, but in this issue, Karai or not Karai, Alopex turns against Shredder too, because she sees the. She gets flashbacks of the of the polar. It's not this one. Yeah, it's this one. It's in the final. Then why has he got her by the cuff? Oh, it is the final. Okay, never mind. She got knocked out. But Eventus. The finale, issue number twenty-eight, part seven of Eventus. In the fin in the finale, it's the showdown for the ages as all the heroes battle. Hero battles take place, and we finally close out the foot's hold on the city. And or do we? We gotta, you gotta love or do we? Give him a little suspense. Listen, here's the here's the big thing, boys, boys and girls. Here's the big thing about this issue. This is the official Bop and Rock of debut. All right, so much so that they got that they got variant covers, and the variant covers are amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah, they are because because the original cover has Shredder on the top. On the front. we know what he looks like. He's good. Cool. But yeah, we know him. But Bob and Rock finally debut in this run, issue number twenty-eight. They're finally here. They're, these are our spirit animals. These are the duo that we've chosen above all. Our... <laughs> and then it just the issue opens up with just the turtles getting wham, crish, chalk, and flat. <laughs> and okay, we'll talk about how much we love this issue. But this is my one complaint. I wanted another issue of just these guys going ham. Yeah. This this yeah. this fight could have lasted two books. Yeah, the shit. They're. I wish there was another issue, because this issue, I wish it was just one big fight with Bob and Rock, and then and Hun too, I guess, because he's keeping Casey and Angel busy. I'm interested on who decided what uh, weapons they were going to choose, because uh, Rocksteady comes in with a sledgehammer, which again, sure, but doesn't really make sense if you're a Hulk. Like he's huge. He's a hulking rhino. A little ham, like it's, it looks <laughs> yeah. like a hammer to him, right? Like it doesn't really make sense. And then like yeah. Bebop, big but not as huge, finds the longest chainsaw I've ever seen, and like doesn't really use it to like yeah. it's they're kind of idiots with no. weapons. They're so much better just like banging dudes with like chains and like pipes and stuff. But again, just to see them coming in as kind of horror villains was amazing, and they don't uh, disappoint. All of their Commentary and comments towards making me laugh throughout the entire issue because they're just they're inept. Yeah, so yeah, they're they're hilarious and they're just they're just like big they're like big kids. 
we get so yeah, Big Hun versus Casey and Angel and Hob and Slash. It takes it takes that many guys people to bring down Big Hun. That's how crazy he is. So they've got him. And this could have been this, but but this could have been his own issue too, right? Like there's a lot of kind of crossing off demons. Like Casey has to like get to a certain point where he can actually take down his dad, and his dad's not pulling any punches. Like he gets shot, and like his stitches bleed out, and like he's gonna die. But uh, if, if it wasn't for his entire team, I don't think he would have made it out of this. Talk about talk about there, tough no love. love eh? <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. I was just I was going to ask you that. I was waiting. Right. That was a trap. That was a trick question. I was waiting or a trick statement. I was waiting to see what you'd say because I'm yeah, like, no. does he really love his son? Because he's kind of a dick. kind of a dick. <laughs> he's just like he's like you're bleeding out. Well, maybe you should just stop punching him in the face. I don't know. We're not doing the comic (laughs) justice. There's amazing paneling because there's the fight that's going inside, which is all the mutants and kind of the battle for Leonardo and the battle outside, which is, I guess, the fight for the soul. But like everything's backlit with fire and smoke. So Big Hun has these amazing kind of panels where he's in the foreground in the back. There's like just fire behind him and smoke and he looks the most menacing. But it's a shame we've only got him for like two, two and a half issues. To really see kind of like yeah. who this he could have been a main player in this like sub boss battle like theoretically Shredder should have had three or four bishops to his king right and maybe whoever he wanted to make a queen player Han should have definitely been in this battle from early once Splinter picked up Hob Shredder should have picked up Big Han and that should have been kind of well, the parallels they kind they kind of did but yeah it's. It's those separate issues I didn't read. So yeah, yeah, exactly. My fault for not knowing, or like my fault for not reading. But like, he definitely deserved to be a main player in this run, right? Like, because he just shows up with without the side issues. You see Casey's dad as like this drunken loser, and then yeah. he's gone for a couple of issues, and all of a sudden he's hunt. And it's like, what? What yeah. happened? Right? And they don't even tell you what happened. But I think they actually know. I think he hints at it. But um, yeah, I don't. Tie-ins for events are are annoying. What also shrinks in this um, issue is all of Shredder's support. Like they all are gone. Yeah, including including his foot. He had a he literally had an Aventus stage full of people supporting their undying support, supporting their undying support. That don't make sense. Pledging their undying Giving, support. Yeah, that works a hundred times better. Just being behind this one dude, and the moment that things got a little hairy. He's got nothing, so like that's that's weird for your your big villain. Like, in, where your foot? Your foot should have been just shrouded all over this. And again, would have made a better fight for me. Um, and even Leonardo's like the shell of a man, or shell of his former self. Like he he's still wigging out from everything that's been going on. Yeah, uh, there's what was I gonna say here? Raph versus Leo. So like we talked about with Raph, his cooler head does prevail. In this, which is nice. There's the well, okay. So moving on from them, though, because I just saw this note: Shredder versus Splinter. This was a really cool showdown because you kind of get Saki's or Okusaki's like personal grudge. It's right. based on Yoshi's dishonoring of the clan. He's he's mad about. He's like, it's all about dishonor it's family ties yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's, it's like he actually has a like it's not this this isn't just i don't like you like you just you de- you dishonored the foot clan and, and you, now you i'm gonna pay for those sins, now i'm yeah. gonna mess you up and he messes him up until 
Elo. breaks his leg, right? Yeah, until Alopex sees the sees the polar bear in him. And that's that's when it kind of freaks because you're getting all these crazy splashes of action going around, right? You're getting Rocksteady and Bebop go go through Raphael, Donatello, Michelangelo, and that's amazing. That's going on in the stands. And then in between the stands and the stage is Leonardo freaking out because he doesn't know which side is his family. So on stage you're getting Shredder versus Splinter. And outside you're getting kind of Big Han versus everyone. So like again, this this final comic was amazingly paced with kind of action going everywhere and the payoffs to all these storylines finally hitting ahead. It's just this one turning point, which we were talking about, Alapex, just all of a sudden, without reading those back side stories, see something in Shredder that she hasn't seen since she was kind of primitive or a different version of herself and decides, all right, no, 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 like it's not going to go down this way. It seems, it's like, it seems really weird, right? Without no, Not as weird as April, like just becoming Casper and saving the day with everything. Like that was that, the, that's the... That's the other one too. That's the largest, like, huh? Because there's a couple of things. There's like the there's the there's the April in the cell suit. There's Alopex turning on Shredder, and then there's like Slash, which makes which makes the most sense. But he just picks up Hun and just smacks him away. Right. <laughs> it's like which makes the greatest sense. It's great sense, and he he's busy the whole time fighting because you you'll see what I appreciate in in like previous issues is that. When Hun's fighting Casey and Angel, you can see in the background Slash is fighting like other foot soldiers and stuff. Everyone, so. Yeah, like everyone else. So we're assuming that everybody left Aventus Hall to go fight Slash. Um, that, that that wouldn't be my first. Like if I'm a foot, I'm just like, uh, I can fight the normal sized turtle. I can fight the prehistoric giant stabbing turtle. Hmm. Let me think. So they go out to fight him and he's dumbing everyone. And then there's a moment where he smashes Han and then smashes through, right? Like. There's a moment in the comic where everybody finally comes to the stage and you kind of see everything play off at one time. Yeah. This is between like April having kind of the power suit now. It's not just a glove, it's a suit, it's a hand. And she smashes a car through or something and like it, it slows down. But I don't like that. So I'm not trying to give it as much detail as possible because it's a better read if you read over the fact that it's kind of an and then, it's kind of a cheat code, it's kind of a. April hasn't done anything this entire run, and then we gave her kind of the strongest weapon, and she ends up kind of saving the day, but it doesn't help pay off what's been happening. There's a, there's a lot of twists because it's, it's like you said, it's she shows up and does her thing, Slash shows up, does his thing, um, Splinter and, and Shredder are fighting, and then Alopex shows up and does her thing, and then Karai shows up and shoots Alopex with an arrow. So it's, it's like, like you said, it's a lot of end ends rather than just have hero and fights. And not a real end. finish. Yeah, and not a real finish and not a real hero's ending, right? Like, Turtles are like, let's retreat. Like, we are not going to win this war. We may have survived this battle, but, like, who's driving the car? And they, they, they're, they're making a mad dash with, like, each turtle kind of holding on to whichever of their sibling or father that it needs their help the most, right? Like, so it's Mikey in the foreground running with Splinter, then Raph in the next running with Leo, and then, like, Donnie in the back, like, come on, April, let's go. And they're just looking for Hob in that that tank, right? Because right behind them, you you finally see, like, what we love about Rocksteady and Bebop. They're just maniacs, right? Yeah. Like, they'll run and charge. Like, no weapons in their hands anymore. They're just breaking through things, and they want to smash whatever's in their path. And, like, that's great, right? So there's this frantic pace to get in the car and get the fuck out of here. What's the kind of disappointing is they don't go toe-to-toe with Slash, which would have been funny. I would I would like to see one of them yeah. fight Slash, but it never happened. So the, the, 
they're saving that. Let's just say they're saving that. Some some Toka and Razor. Toka, yeah, that's right. I wonder if they come up. I don't know. I never. Anyways, we'll see. I think at some at some point there's got to be something there. Excuse me. So, uh, one little thing I wanted to, to once the fight's all done. Yeah, there's a couple like little epilogues. They drive the away. So one thing. Uh, you drive away and and Hob blows up stuff again. Yeah, like, not without his, yeah. his charm. He, he blows up again. Three issues. He's blowing up something. So the the guys that are bowing to Shredder at the end, those are three guys. The guy in the middle is Antonio. He names him Antonio, which is Antonio Puzzarelli, a.k.a. Big Tony, a.k.a. Pizza Face. No, it's not. That's Pizza Face. Pre-Pizza Face. face. Yeah, pre-Pizza Face, before he becomes uh-huh. Pizza Face. So we now know why we chose Aventus. Yeah. We're now watching <laughs> the origin story. It's a bit of, of a it's a bit of a reach because he he just calls him Antonio. But there's the in Turtle lore there is Antonio Puzzarelli, and you know he he, he becomes Big the Tony, which could be Big Tony, which in in one of the past series becomes Pizza Face. So you know, bring on the Pizza Face. This could be our calling. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna get cheesy. Oh man, what do you think? Good call. The, as a deep cut, what do you think of Shredder's whole uh, test of cry? Like the whole thing with Leo was just a test of loyalty. Uh, I appreciate the epilogue, but it just didn't fit directly after losing so bad. Yeah. Well, by the way, it was just a test of your loyalty. <laughs> it's like, like that's like, like that's okay. when like your dad is just like, no, 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 I did that on purpose yeah. so you would learn did, this lesson. Did you? And you're smart enough to be like, did you? Or like, did I know this the whole time? And like, this you saving face. That's a cool panel with the three of them on the building with they're in the rain though. Shredder uh, uh, on the rooftop, yeah. yeah. And he's looking out over a city. Like it builds, right? Like again, I I thought that was a great epilogue. If this issue ended on like Shredder just being like, didn't really work with the turtle. Oh well, but it made you stronger, and now I know where my blood is. And then like, let's go out over the city because it starts off in like a dark room. It's all blacks and muted and grays. And then they step out into kind of the wild night that is New York. And it's a, like electric storm. And the rain is like yellow and orange. And like their their red cloaks are now like shining and shimmering. And he's in the middle just like sticking out his hand to be like, this city is mine. Right? So like they look the most powerful they've looked since kind of issue two. Yeah. And they're a united front. Right? Like I don't see any holes in that that family. Then you flip to the other family that's going on, and it's nothing but holes, right? Like it's Swiss cheese to the the turtle clan. It's interesting, which yeah, is that amazing. Works out. Yeah, it's interesting how that works. It's amazing. I do want. I don't know if we mentioned it. We probably did in a previous issue, but can we just talk about how cool Shredder's design is in this? Yes. The helmet looks sick. It's got the red cape with the with the with the black or gray um, suit with the red sash. There's not too much armor, but there's enough armor to make him look. Yeah, he doesn't look, this he design doesn't look looks silly. so good. He doesn't look. He doesn't look like um, an a, a appliance like threw up on him. Like, yeah, there, he's looked cartoonish before and like belongs in Saturday morning cartoons. This one he looks, I don't want to say reserved, but very intimidating and very like controlled. It's measured. Like every piece on him is for a specific purpose. Yeah, either it's to buddy bloody somebody else or it's because it honors something within his deep history. So the fact that there's always everyone that's Again, talking about bishops and chess pieces, and if this is his board, 
everybody else in his line, if he's the king, has certain accents on them to reflect what he's wearing, right? So his chunin is wearing the red and it's got certain armoring that's that's steel and placed in certain places, right? Like his wife, he's draped in red, right? Like they're unified. Yeah. Then you go to the turtles where, yes, they're unified, but that's based on we look alike, we're the same species, but they've always been fractured. Like they've all been looking for individuality. Yeah, and their personalities really clash. Yes, like their their weaponry really clashes, right? Like they're supposed to cover you on all bases, and typically that ends up only leading them into more trouble because either someone doesn't carry their own side enough or they don't know how to complement, right? Shredder's always been a united front of like, this is how I'm doing it. Totalitarianism, sure. Um, fascist, fine. But like, you can't argue with a dude that has a vision and knows where he's going and what he needs around him to be successful. Yeah. And like, that's the, that's the final panel we get from him. Like, I was I was training you this whole time to be my true tuning. This is the family you've chosen. We are ascending in New York. We are at the highest possible point and this is coming off of a defeat quote-unquote defeat right and depending on how you determine how this battle went down right like if the whole point was to just fuck with leo's brain i think you won yeah yeah well that's he kind of says that too he's like this is the point the whole purpose of this was to kind of split them up and i can say he does that because in the very the final page when they they drive off when the turtle van and, and all the brothers are together and Leo's kind of taking some pieces of his new outfit off. Yeah. He's still like, when when Splinter tries to comfort him, he's like, "Don't touch me." Don't, like, yeah, he's, he, he hasn't found himself yet, like, bro. I like, I'm, yeah, I'm not back. Um, I'm not yeah. too with you. I'm kind of, I'm uh, still fucked. I'm still messed up in the head. Like, give me some space. Like he's gonna go listen to like uh, like three Kitty Cuddy Kitty Cuddy Kid Cuddy albums back to back to back. Yeah, he's so, like, he's ready. The Man on the Moon he's, series. He's, he's, he's in his own man. Like, um, but like, I, I I really appreciated when he took off his mask and gave it to Slash. The, the like, mask yes. and the claw. That's true. He goes. He so those are Slash accessories. That's like it's so funny because you read how many issues with him wearing a black mask and and the, and the claws, and you even even for me like you and I being such turtle fans, I didn't even. Like that's still shocked, but not shocked me. But I still like, aha! Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't see that coming, and I feel like I should have, but I didn't. Right. So that that was really, really, really cool. Black mask, and then at the end, he's wearing it. Right, he got the black mask. I was like, there is Slash. That's what he looks like, and he's putting the claw on. Right. Right. Sweet. Sweet. And the fact that I, from what I've gathered, I don't think Leo gets back in the car. Oh, he does. He does. He does. He, does. he goes back with them, but it's reluctant. He's, he's confused. The, the, the way I interpret it is he goes off on his own. Because no, the next – well, the next issue only shows – because they give you the cover for the next issue of the uh-huh. comic. It only shows three. So if if that means just like Leo's back at home kind of doing the meditation and kind of undoing the work, like I hope the next story is him deciding if he's worthy of wearing the blue again, right? Like he's yeah, just so a turtle lost. We'll do, we'll do the next story too. Northampton is, is the, it was what the arc is called. And it's, it's really good. It's very different than this. It's a lot more low key, but it's, it's surprisingly fantastic <laughs> coming off of something like this, which was not surprisingly fantastic. Yes. But all in all, really fudging good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had, they had some comic book stuff. That's like, ah, all right. But at this point, you did so much good. It's hard to. It's really hard to complain. It's hard to knock. Yeah, this was this is a great event. 
when you consider the tie-ins, the tie-ins kind of the micro, and they're kind of shady about it too. They don't really make it known that it's that they're tie-ins. I just I was collecting issues at the time, so I just happened to get them. I was like, oh, this ties into City Fall. Like the Hun one especially is huge, right? The Karai one and the Bebop and Rock City one probably aren't necessary, but the the Alabex one is important. And the Han was especially important. So anything involving Bebop and Rocksteady is always important. Well, it's important. It's just maybe not necessary for the read, but it's good to. Fl- it's they're all backstory additions, right? Which is never a bad And I thing. repeat, anything <laughs> involving Bebop and Rocksteady is always important. Fair. There you we are, go. You are correct, sir. This has this was been City Fall. City Fall. Complete Aventus. Complete Aventus. 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 You've earned a badge. Aventus badge. Nobody cares. <laughs>